0: Fart, fart, fart.
1: Plastic Podcast of Wrestling. Introducing first, to my left, hailing from Transylvania, California, weighing 160 pounds, and this is Count Dracula! Uh, okay? Not that pussy Edward Cullen, mind you.
2: Ah, so this is the, so this is the one that, that, that said, so this is the one that, that, um, ugh, shit, go on. Gary
1: Oldman. Yeah,
2: there you go, Gary Oldman, there
1: you go, that, we'll run we'll, yeah. we'll with that, we'll run with that. Yeah, and introducing to my right, hailing from Chula Vista, California, he is the fan of Castlevania video games, this is Ramses Rivera. I would have also accepted
2: Ramsey's Belmont as well. <laughs>
1: uh, c- you know, considering what kind of game we played at Comic Con, I don't know. Do you really want to be in that game?
2: Well, considering also the last game before that was actually pretty damn awesome.
1: Good point. Alright, so, when I hear.
2: Fuck the haters, by the way. Castlevania Lords of, Shed- of Shadow,
1: fucking awesome. <laughs> Alright, but we're not here to talk about video games. We're here to talk about pro wrestling. And welcome to Canada the Wrestling Podcast. I'm a little bit rusty because me and Ramsey's been out for about a few weeks since our last recording.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were set to do a recording earlier in the month, but then I got, like, extremely sick. And then
1: after Comic-Con, I got sick
2: and i just like i just couldn't talk period i was, like i was good to go about like yeah i was like a pre like 13 year old like i i think i did that joke already didn't i mm-hmm. oh damn okay well yeah, but you know the old you it... know the old you know the old theory of comedy they say do it once do it once it's good do it twice comedy gold
1: well considering you've been doing the same slick sh- for like what 12 times so far what does that make it now
2: it's it's the Jerry Lewis
1: of, of jokes now. Only in French.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back to the usual route. Uh, uh, really, like as much as we want to talk about the previous Raw, SmackDown, and Impact we missed out. That would take forever.
2: Not just that. I think like I think a lot of things came ahead especially on Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. it came so much ahead this week that it's like we can skip a lot of it and get, it gets right to the point as we're getting to, as we're getting to um, Raw and SmackDown.
1: Okay, but we can say one thing for sure, and that is he slayed her job to a lot of alumni while we were missing.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Color me, me surprised when they brought out Sid Vicious.
1: Oh man! And when they brought a Doing to clown, and which by the way, he actually won that one somewhat,:
2: he won that somewhat, but then guess who came out? It's me, it's me, it's DDP came out, and I'm like, yes,,
1: it's all well yeah. in the world and technically speaking, that doing to clown was actually Steve Lombardi, so yeah, actually was going to yeah, so that's not. That's not surprising at all.
2: Not one bit. <laughs> my friend my friend messaged me I was like, man, Doink the Clown got really old and really fat. I'm like, you know, it can be anyone underneath that costume? I mean Jericho was doink.
1: It was, doink. <laughs> it was do- I mean Jericho was doink at one point. Would you be surprised would you be surprised that was all oh, I don't know, fucking Santino Morella under that mask? No,
2: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The minute the only the only time I'd be surprised if it was like Triple H was, was underneath the costume, but like, huh? <laughs> Triple, uh, well, Doink got really big and really like he got really big and really roided up. What the hell's up with this? No,
1: no, no. no. Try Ryback. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what happened to his neck? Where did it go? <laughs> his neck is permanently attached to his to his torso. What the hell? <laughs> Isn't that the Doik I
1: remember? Hey <laughs> Anyway... <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna jump straight to what we actually saw after Comic-Con, which is the 1000th episode of Monday Night Raw. I've been feeling real good Came a long way from misunderstood Far away from the days where I wouldn't wanna
2: go home Cause I was afraid of the truth See, I was scared to admit the phantom was in the
1: back of my head
2: Are you Take ready
1: now, Red? Like yes, I am ready. No, 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 you didn't hear me right. I said, are you ready? Yes, I am adequately
2: prepared to do something or another.
1: That's because that's how we're going to open up 1000 episode of Monday Night Raw is by Vince McMahon. Into calling out, Generation X, which doesn't make no sense.
2: <laughs> Wasn't the last time that these two interacted? weren't they in a feud? Wasn't that the same feud where they put where they put um where they put um Shane and um Vince's, Vince's faces on the Big Show's ass?
1: I remember Triple H and Shawn Michael dressing up like Vince McMahon and Shane Mac.
2: I remember, I remember that too, but yeah. like I remember more of the pay, the, the, the blow off match where that, that was the case and I was like oh shit. Anyways, keep going. I can't believe like it it's it just like repressed wrestling memories I should not be remembering.
1: <laughs> Alright, so if you thought that was repressing, here comes more. So Triple H and Shawn Michael does their you know, try to do the intro, but before that Shawn Michael Ramp microphone and says like you know what there's something missing and sure enough Triple H agrees and he points to the ramp and out comes Billy Gunn Road Dog at X Park riding out on Jeep
2: I'm like oh my god it's 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 D-geriatric X (laughs) (sighs) I'm not even kidding you it's like I, I, all like, I can think to myself is A, how old they got it, and B, how orange they they've gotten it as well.
1: <laughs> and yeah, um, Triple H does the intro. Well, actually, before that, Road Dogg actually did the intro for the New Age Outlaws for a bit, which which took me back a bit. I'll admit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H does the uh, you know for four thousand attendant. And for millions watching at home, that usual one. And before, I think it was Shawn Michael and Billy Gunn. They're like they're just arguing over who's gonna do it first, but they decided to do it together. And anyway. before they get to that, however, they are interrupted by Damian Sandow,
2: which was glorious, by the way.
1: Uh, it, it was just classic Damien Sandow, and. D G like T X is just huddling up, like trying to figure out what to do. It's like, you know what? Triple A is like, yeah, you you're right, you know, being the crap out of you would make you a martyr, so give us a minute and well they plan something out, hard love and da, da 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 and Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Super kick and then Pedigree.
2: Yeah. I was expect I was expecting a full I was expecting a full on like everyone giving their finishers, but I was like, Well, I, I I think I I think we know how much stock they put into the rest of the, the rest of the wrestlers, or the
1: rest of the old. Well, men, in this case, yeah, geriatric people. So, oh, I mean, I can
2: can Billy can Billy go do the theme master now? That's a, that's that's the ten million dollar question nowadays.
1: I don't know. I'm more, I'm more concerned with. Wasn't didn't X Pac wrestle like a few months ago? If I'm yeah, right. It, it, I think it was in Shikara. He was. He, he, yeah, he, he, so one, two, three, kid. Yeah, he was.
2: So I was like, "You can still." I, I'm pretty sure you can still. I I think you can still do his. his um. I think. I think, still, I think still do the Bronco Buster to the X Factor. <gasps> I can't believe I remember
1: his finisher. <laughs> well, that was his signature move, actually. Oh God. Yeah,
2: but Anyways, sure. You still
1: remember? Anyways, yeah. So this segment, well, it happened.
2: Yeah, the thing is, like, uh, like I said, the only the, like it was interesting to see, but I mean, if if we hadn't seen DX reunited, um, like a few like a few years ago, this would have been great. I would have been like, ah, eh, I w- I, w- I would have not mind. I would have not mind the oldness because like eh, they're, they're bringing back the they're bringing it back. But I mean, they brought them back so like I think like, what was the last time we saw them? We saw them like t- like two years ago. What was the last time we saw them?
1: Officially, yes, but unofficially they did reunite for a bit before WrestleMania. When, way before WrestleMania, um, when they were deciding where the WrestleMania was gonna be.
2: Yeah, so it's like the the novelty of DX is just like it's just worn out at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I love seeing New Age Outlaws back. You know, they were, yeah, I liked them back when back when it was the attitude era, but it's. Yeah, you're right about one thing. It's it's paper thin now.
2: Yeah, and you know, I I just can't help but scream, "Mom, Dad's wearing his old wrestling gear again!" Whenever <laughs> I see anyone come out, whenever I see, whenever I see like Road Dog come out in his old gear.
1: Well, they weren't really in their gear though. You have to keep in mind they were wearing their pants. So
2: yeah. True, but still, it's like, uh, uh, anyways, anyways, it's, it's, it's. Yeah. But the point is, yeah, it's like they, yeah, the novelty of DX is just was worn itself thin at this point. It's just like, it's not really, a, it's not really a spectacle now. When I heard, when I first heard that we were gonna announce when the, that DX was gonna be opening a show, I'm like, well, it looks like I know what well, I'm not watching the first hour, the first like thirty minutes or so of raw. Yeah,
1: it's a little bit of conundrum for me. I mean, I still get a kick out of watching them, but the novelty itself oh. is wearing thin, so it's a bit of a conundrum for me, but it is what it is.
2: I'm just afraid that in the next five years, they're going to drag them out all over again, and they're all going to be in wheelchairs, and walkers, and segways, or...
1: <laughs> and if you're just... not done with it... Uh, no, are no. not done with it, we got two words for you! Uh, what was the two words again? Eat it! Huh You yeah, the Joe's, huh?
2: I think there's three words <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to count anymore.
1: Uh Oh so, the... Jesus Christ, yeah, we're horrible. Uh, yeah, we're horrible people. <laughs> we're... Okay, I already got my spot reserved in hell, so I'm okay with that. Alrighty. Good enough, good enough. I think we should move on. Yeah, moving on to the first match of the night. For that, actually, we have good old JR.
2: Yeah, JR comes out, and he's he's got this weird goatee on his face, and, and he was just there for, like, just the match. And I'm like, why couldn't you stay? Come back, JR. my God. Why? Come back. We missed you. you. We missed you. Yeah, we miss you, man. Why? I mean, seriously, I mean, the, those the, that few minutes that that match ha- that, that that match happened, and Jim Ross was commentating. I, I felt like the magic was back for that few minutes, and I'm like, oh no. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, the first match, of course, is Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara and Sheamus versus Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio.
2: This was a pretty decent opening match. Um,
1: I don't know. It it's felt like very like with with
2: the with the without Jim Ross like without Jim Ross this would have been like just like a meh match because it really does feel like one of those like mismatch like let's put everybody together that has a conflict and go at it. But I don't know. I, I guess the the level of it went up just a bit because of having Jim Ross there in on
1: commentary. And that just goes to show you how much commentating makes difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we'll get to Smackdown, and I'm gonna oh then God. talk about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this, but we'll get to that later. Trust me. That we is will. a prime example of. Uh, that's a prime example of how much commentating makes difference. But we'll get to that much later. Mm-hmm. So. And then after the commercial, we have Charlie Sheen on Skype talking about uh, winning.
2: These segments <laughs> fucking suck.
1: Can they just have Mike Tyson back? Like, Mike Tyson would have been a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I don't know.
2: It's just, uh, it's just cringeworthy. Just seeing, just seeing. How much... How much... How much... Charlie Sheen has fallen off... Has fallen... Has fallen off... And then seeing... And then... Him just trying to suck the cock... Of the WWE... But he's just not having any of it...
1: Uh, yeah... And then... We see AJ... The crazy AJ... In the locker room... Saying how amazing tonight's gonna be... Because well... Apparently there will be a wedding tonight...
2: Yeah... And then... Layla's Le- Le- like... You know... I mean, just to tell you, are a little bit off-kilter. And she's like, off-kilter? Off-kilter? Look, look what's happening out there! And she she opens the door, and then out of nowhere, like, Jim Duggan's talking to the Invisible Man, and then Roddy Piper and R-Truth are trying to play with little Jimmy, and then Mae Young appears with her son, The Hand. And I'm like, who remembers that shit?
1: And that's when it's cringe for me. Oh my god! I don't blame you. <laughs> it's just like... It's like a two different segment combined into one. Like, what the fuck am I on? Was I on? And still on when I saw that?
2: The thing is, I would have, like, you know... I would have just, like, I would have at least accepted just Roddy Piper and R-Truth playing with little Jimmy... And then that would be it, and then AG's like, see, I'm not the one I'm not the only one that's crazy, but ba
1: young holy shit, that's an overkill.
2: yeah, I think yeah like it was already overkill, as is, and then like, yeah, we got to that, and I'm like, well, well let's we'll see what else is on really quick on on TV.
1: yeah, so after that, next match well, let's just say next next match happened. But, one, the one thing, okay, the one thing I have to note is that Brother's Clay is accompanied by Jude Love.
2: And, they beat Jack Swagger. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> wow,
2: how have the money have fallen at this point?
1: I can't be the only one that's thinking, Jack Swagger needs a new gimmick.
2: I just, like, oh, oh my god, it's just like... How much are they paying him? I want to know. I want to know how much they're paying him. Not like, to be they, in the but, ring. What's up? And not to be in the ring against Brutus Clay. They have to be paying him some like ludicrous amount of money just to be jobbing him. It's like, look, your stock in the company is like beyond. It, it, like beyond repair at this point. You, you're nothing into this, You're nothing to the company.
1: Well and, okay wait wait wait
2: you, uh, so the money has to be this good it just has to be like Drew McIntyre like like money at this point. Because the way they're training Drew Mac and Jack Swagger at this point. Good god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no, there's one more level, one more below the level that you haven't mentioned, which is Kurt Hawkins level.
2: Oh my well that's just that that's just that's just like them it's just Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Rex that they fucked up. That's like we fucked
1: up levels i give you one more level, I think Trent Barretta level.
2: Okay, good point.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: Seriously, that fucker needs to, we need to put his face on like, we need to put him and Johnny Curtis's face on like a milk cart, and goes, where the fuck have they been?
1: <laughs> oh. oh, aren't they in like some kind of NXT or superstar hell or something?
2: I don't know at this point, I don't give a fuck. But anyways, came way back to the point, yes. Brodus Clay killed Jack Swagger. Like like there was it wasn't even a match. It was just like Brotus Clay did a few moves, he wins, and then he feeds and then he feeds him to to Dude Love, he who gives him a manable claw and I'm like You know, you got three hours to like fucking do something here. So do something. Yeah, because, like, ugh, if this is going to be our format of. They'll be, this is going to be our format where the matches are even shorter than they are on a two hour show. It's time to
1: reevaluate things. Yeah, speaking of reevaluating, we see Triple H with Trish Stratus.
2: By the way, no one recognized her. I think if you're show him What's on. that? It's like the crowd was absolutely dead.
1: Yeah, well, that's because they were born, you know, well, I wouldn't say born. Let's just say they were, (sighs) yeah, you're right. They were born around the time Trish Stratus retired.
2: Well, yeah, not just that. It's like, I'm pretty sure people are like, wasn't she blonde?
1: Well, wasn't she at WrestleMania a couple years ago? Two years ago,
2: yeah. It was a uh, it was the with Snooky. Ugh. Mm hmm. Maybe that's yeah, why like...
1: they forgot about her.
2: Okay, good point, yeah. I, I I keep forgetting, yeah, the the it take actually it took me like about three it took me about it took me like two seconds to realize like who's oh it's Trish.
1: Mm-hmm. And holy crap, it gets more weirder. We get to the wedding after that.
2: Yeah, the wedding. And... Oh god.
1: Yeah. And okay, I'll give you one thing, okay? They brought out Slick. AK That the was first awesome. African- yeah, I loved the hell out of what Slick was doing there.
2: I, I I fucking loved him when he came out and he like he like even even in his old age and even with how things have changed since he's since he left wrestling, it's amazing how he adapted so quickly and was able to have more charisma than well. Most anybody on the roster nowadays. How sad is that? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So wedding was going on and then a- well Brian Daniel Bryan said yes, of course. Well he has to because he's the one that wanted to get married. And AJ said yes three times, but here's a kicker. It's not to Daniel Bryan. And then she sure was saying to someone else. And out comes this man saying like, No, 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 this is not what it looks like. This is a business proposal. We needed a new general manager and someone that would make things interesting. And I decided that that person is going to be AJ.
2: I don't know how I felt after that. I was like, my face turned blank.
1: I was in a varying degree of confusion. It's like... What? Weren't you guys, weren't you guys saying for the last months and something that the previous former ex-general manager was gonna be the permanent manager of Raw and Vinnie Mac comes out saying that AJ is gonna be the new general manager. Who, by the way, AJ has no prior experience. So you, they pretty much negated everything they've been building up up to this point.
2: I, I don't know. It's more like I, 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 I just can't. I just can't make heads or tails of what the what the whole what like the whole intent of making AJ the about making AJ the, um, the GM.
1: I want to say for the sake of making Daniel Bryan's life even more miserable than before.
2: Well, not just that. I have this theory. I think, I, I think they're trying to protect Punk. When we get to later, like, it will, it will make sense. But I have this mm-hmm. honest to God feeling that this was something that originally it was supposed to be with CM Punk. Coming out and doing something, but then they're like, uh, we need to keep them strong.
1: Yeah, because what happens after this is, well, I've got to be honest with you. I, I'll i explain my part at that point, but you know what? Yeah, you might be onto something, but we'll just move on.
2: Yeah, so Al comes out CM Punk. CM Punk's like, you know what? You know what, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I told you this shit was going to happen. And by the way, like, you know, uh, I'm still the best in the world. He's like, no, I'm still not the best in the world. This and that, blah, blah, blah. And then this prompted, I think this, this all just prompted The Rock to come out. Mm-hmm. And Rock, The Rock, like, pretty much, like, ran circles around Daniel Bryan. He, like, literally, it's like, I just, I, I just can't, I just can't. Describe it. It's like literally. It's like the little leaguer is playing against like a major league player here.
1: It's like me pitted against Derek Jeter.
2: Exactly. It's like it, there's no. There, it's like no contest that the Rock is like the Rock. You know, say what you will about say what you will about the man. Say what you will about um Daniel Bryan. But like there there's certain degrees of like promo skills. And The Rock has exceeded those promo skills, like, tenfold. And you put him with Daniel Bryan, and it's just like, oh god, you know the minute that they put Daniel Bryan in a talking segment with The Rock, there is no contest at this point.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, Daniel Bryan gets Rock modelled.
2: Yep. And... That's pretty much about it. It was just like a verbal mm-hmm. I I, I equated to a 10 minute verbal like verbal uh, verbal verbal destruction of uh of Daniel Bryan. And it's prompted to think that this is like how can how can Daniel Bryan come out out come out on top after this?
1: You know, okay, to be fair, anyone well, most anyone that was pitted against the rock would come out losing, really, when it comes to bike skills. True. So, really, I don't think Daniel Bryan lost anything. Well, not significantly.
2: I'll give you that much, but it's just like I feel like this damaged him a lot, having him being insulted by like everyone, which we'll get to later about another. Like, as a matter of fact, was it was it after or no? No, it happens later. Mm-hmm. But like, like even even the, even on Charlie Sheen gets a couple of shots off, I'm like, oh god.
1: Hopefully that leads to somewhat of a new angle for Brian, because remember, like we felt bad for Christian losing title to Randy Orton the next, the very next day. So yeah, and that led well, to and that led to some interesting storyline.
2: Yeah, it led to an interesting storyline. It led to some. It led to an interesting storyline where they killed the, the world heavyweight title. Like just now, they're they're finally giving it some sort of relevance. But I will admit that those were some really good matches.
1: Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this ragging on Daniel Bryan leads to something. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Huh, speaking of which, out comes out Bret Hart, and Bret Hart's like, and Bret Hart is like, "I'm here to introduce to you all." The, I'm here as a ring announcer, so here we go. Here is the Intercontinental Champion himself, the Christian. And now comes out Christian, and he's like, and then, Elk, and, then he's, and then Bret Hart's like, and then his opponent, the Miz.
1: Before we go on to the match, I'm going to st- stop right there for say, why? Where the fuck did he come from? Who, the Miz or Bret Hart? Let's say Miz, because I don't want to insult Um. Uh, okay, The Miz. Uh... <laughs> he was
2: out filming The Marine 3.
1: And here's a funny part, like they're touting him as a movie star, especially um, Michael Cole, especially during SmackDown, we'll get to that later, but they're touting him as a movie star, and I keep thinking like, you know who else is a movie star by that standard? Teddy DiBiase Jr. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> good point. Good point. So, Hell, you, move Mr. To the has, even Mr. Kennedy has even Mr. Ken Kennedy has more has more has more um has more cred than the Miz at this point in terms of movies.
1: Ah, uh, fucking what was, what was it, what, um, the candy was and I know it was something to do with Columbia.
2: It was Behind Enemy Lines. Ah, oh, that's
1: right, straight to DVD one. Yes.
2: Anyways, so they had
1: a decent little match.
2: It wasn't, like, anything too bad. It's just the fact, I think, the end of it, and then, like, the end result was just nothing I I really wanted... It's like the thing I really wanted happening.
1: Yeah, because what winds up happening is Christian opening hurt his knee again, quote-unquote, and Miss took advantage of that, and the winner and the new Intercontinental Champion, Miss. Yeah... Oh, God. The
2: thing is, like... I, I, I mean... I don't know. It just feels kind of bad when they had to take when they had to cut Christian like when they had to cut Christian's legs so short after 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 everything.
1: Actually, it's a well, yeah, maybe a bit, but it's still a hell of a lot better run than his first time winning the world heavyweight championship.
2: Good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he held on to that Intercontinental Championship belt for a while.
2: True. And he defended it. I think he he defended it. He defended it for a very long time too. But it's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like could he have just dropped it to someone else, like Cody Rhodes?
1: Yeah. What the fuck happened to Cody Rhodes? He was on SmackDown though. Yeah. Anyways, True. but yeah. But here's the thing: is that like, can you really honestly think of someone that's ready to take on the into content of the con- championship belt
2: other than Cody Rhodes mm. yeah other than Cody
1: Rhodes mm, get- damn
2: god damn it i got i got to look at i got to look at the, i got to look at the roster now and see and figure it out
1: because yeah, i don't know about you, but no way in hell i have hand it to Sin Cara just yet <laughs> i don't think i want to hand anything to Sin Cara, period Yeah, not even the NXT Championship.
2: Oh, if there is such a thing, there is a, such a thing. Oh my God! Good merciful Christ! Yes. Um, let's see. I got here superstars. Let's see. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, I'll spoil it for you, okay? The current and the first ever NXT champion is Seth Rollins.
2: Okay. Good point. Let's see. Um, Cesaro, hell no. Especially... Uh, Booker T, no. Uh... I was going to say Christian, but I was like... He already had the belt. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> like, hmm. Ah, too obvious. I was going to say Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Every title to Drew McIntyre. Okay, here's At one. this point, you might better... Okay. Here's one. On. Here's actually one I actually believe because I, I I just saw him, David Otunga. What the hell
1: is he? He's filming a movie. Okay. So all right. So this could be interesting, like movie star versus movie star. There you go. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah, that believe, works. I, I'll buy that. Yeah, because like that's the that's the thing. It's like I don't know. I believe more. David Otunga as IC champ, then The Miz as IC champ. It's because, like, the thing you know, another thing that I just realized, it's the same thing with Jack Swagger. The guy, the the, the guy's stock in the company. The guy is not like, you know, they don't think le- they think less of him, and just like where the the way that he's portrayed on screen, it's like you don't believe his credibility as a champion.
1: That's the thing. I never really believed him as a champion, really.
2: Yeah, even I mean, how I mean, how 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 like how much did we rag on on the Miz's um world championship run?
1: Yeah, the world championship run. Gasp!
2: Yes! No, 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 the WWE championship run.
1: Like, oh my god. <laughs> I here's the thing, though. Okay, it's kind of bad right now to me when. Santino Marella is more believable champ than The Miz is right now.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah, and like, oh man, like where to begin? But anyways, that's a whole nother story.
2: Man, we can be here for a long time if we're, if we're going to talk. I can't, believe, I can't believe we just spent like almost 10 minutes talking about The Miz. Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: anyways. that's 10 minutes too long.
2: Exactly, so why don't we, why don't we move on to the next segment?
1: Which is Triple H calling out Brock Lesnar?
2: I will say this: this segment was actually pretty cool because, like, um, it's the stuff that it's the stuff that Paul Heyman said to to Triple H. I was like, "Ooh, ow, burn!" It was like you know, saying stuff about his daughters and stuff like that. And this, all this, all, all this back talk about his daughters and his family, this prompted um, Stephanie to come out and and confront um and confront Lesnar uh, and ah, confront. Call Heyman about it, and I'm like, ooh.
1: She, you know what? She might as well confronted um Proklander because she was fucking vicious. She, yeah. And
2: I keep forgetting, like, I keep forgetting how like how much of like a good how much of a screen presence Stephanie has. I'm like, oh wow, Stephanie. Because I remember the last time, I remember the last time she was on screen, and that was when they, when they, when they, when they um, got rid of um got rid of Mike Adamley as a GM, and she was, like, the, like the temporary replacement. Mm-hmm. And I remember, oh, she has, she has, like, I remember how, like, good of, like, how much, like, a screen presence she had at that point. And I was like, huh. I remember she was, a, she, I remember at that time, she was really good. And I remember going back to, going back years years before and it's like, oh, yeah, she was pretty good then, too. So I was like, wow. I keep forgetting how, like, I keep forgetting how good she is on,
1: on screen. And holy shit, was she good on this mm-hmm. one.
2: She made you believe she like, was pissed, but I'm pretty sure that's, like, legit, like, you know... Like, legit pissed off, because, like, you don't say that kind of shit, period, to anyone. You think Paul Heyman was just as surprised? I wouldn't be surprised at this point.
1: It's just like, fuck, no one told me Stephanie McMahon was gonna be here! I'm
2: pretty sure... Uh... I'm pretty sure those CM Punk things were like just go out cold and just say and say what you want to say and then and then you know and then we'll go from there and then it's like oh shit Stephanie McMahon oh 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 oh, oh yeah yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah sorry
1: fuck <laughs> <laughs> might as well just see Sarge there cause holy shit Stephanie McMahon just took him down
2: yeah I mean shit yeah, that was a I mean say what you will it's just like you know you just don't say I should period to it to like a, to anybody in a, like anybody with a family like that and it just well, proof, proof, just proof that you know that it's proof that like it's it it it's proof that you know the, the more real, the more real you get the more the more natural reaction you get and the more believable it is so.
1: It could. Go both ways. I mean, it might work this time, and we're just like, okay, we're okay with that. When Vince McMahon does it to Jim Ross, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, Ugh. yeah, that's a whole nother mess. But l- at the end of this segment, Brock Lesnar actually comes out, and then Triple H just just wails on him.
2: Yeah, they they go at it.
1: Mhm.
2: And the thing is, like, the thing. So, the thing I'm wondering is, like. At the end of at the end of the segment, tri- oh, Triple H is actually the one that that came out on top, right. and I'm like, mm, is that really something you want to be doing? Like, especially with a guy who we haven't seen for months now, for about like about two months now. Yeah, but here's returning Brock, Lesner, re- bro- returning Brock Lesnar, returning Brock Lesnar, and here you go, you you just got fed to Triple H.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, though. You have to keep in mind, last time Brock Lesnar was on TV, he quote-unquote broke Triple H's arm.
2: Right. Okay, I'll give you that yeah, much. So,
1: yes, yeah, so he he has to come out strong. I mean, Triple H has to come out strong in this case, because that evens things out. Good hmm? point, good point. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll give you that much, yeah, because I... Uh, like... Uh not that I forgot about it, but it was just like something that was just like you know the way that the way that they're using Triple H, the way they're using Brock Lesnar, you have to make it look strong every time. But you do make a good point. You
1: yeah, you, here's the thing: you can't make one person strong forever. You know what happens? Then he becomes another John Cena. God, God damn it! Yeah. So we move, speaking of making thing, making things looking strong. We get to the next match, I mean, I'm sorry, next squash match.
2: Yeah, so Heath Slayer comes out and he's like, you know...
1: Oh... Did he? Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I couldn't find, I couldn't see this one because I couldn't find it on anywhere, but let me ask you a question. When he called out um, the next opponent, did he say anything like, you know, It's not like I slapped around with rock stars. No,
2: he was just like, you know what? I'm fed up, this and that. You know, it's the one thousand Raw, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this I'm like this epic, you know, this and that. And and no, he's like, you know what? And just because of that, I'm gonna make this a no DQ match and you know this and that and blah blah blah. And this prompted Lita to come out. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Lita. And holy shit she has got she's gotta keep forgetting how much of a nice rack she has. I'm like, holy shit. So, she comes out and she comes out and says, by by the way, um, I had, um, by the way, just in case you do anything stupid today, tonight, I I had some protection. I ordered some protection. And out comes out the APA. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Out comes out Ron Simmons and JBL. I'm like, oh, my God. Holy shit. So, they fought. Heath Slater and Lita, as you expect, Heath Slater just got got, got killed by Lita, and then uh, Heath Slater tried to run away, but then, well, the APA tried to chase him, and then out came out everybody. Out came out, like, out came out all the legends he fought before. He fought, like, um, he, um Sid, Doink, DDP, um, uh, Bob Backlund. <laughs> Bob Backlund? <laughs> what? When did he fight Bob Backlund? He fought him uh, um, like what two weeks ago. Oh, I
1: missed that one. Remember, I was I think
2: yeah, I was, yeah. And then like he and then like Road Warrior Animal, he fought him. And then um, who else did he fight? Roddy Piper was there. Sergeant Slaughter for no reason. um Out Jim Duggan also for no reason. Yeah, it was like it was like all it, it was everybody he fought and then they dragged them out and they and she got the win. So everyone's surrounding the ring. Over, over the broken body of Heath Slater and they give them, they give they give Farouk the mic and he just gives he gives the line DAMN thank you
1: and that and that is the end of Heath Slater's career I hope seriously what's gonna do after what are they gonna do with him after this really
2: Could have been tag matches, I
1: guess. Oh, you mean like, oh, fuck, if I... Heath Slater and Jack Swagger?
2: The team that's not going anywhere. Good point. Yeah, that's that's actually not a bad team, believe it or not. (laughs) Hmm. So, we cut to the back, and it's Sean Mooney. I'm like, holy shit, Sean Mooney. (laughs) He's interviewing Daniel Bryan. And he's just telling him how's Charlie your night going, and I'm like, you know, it's the last thing you want to be talking to him about. And he starts talking about how Rock insulted him, how Charlie Sheen was insulting him, this and that, blah blah blah, and that you know, if if and if she if Sheen wants a piece of Daniel Bryan, that you know that that, that he that, like blah, 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 blah. that if that that Daniel Bryan wants a piece of Charlie Sheen, and I was like. No! 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 You! Don't! You, no, you don't want to do this! No, no! Retract everything you just said, Brian! No! Don't do it!
1: No! 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 No!
2: No! no, no. Oh my God! The minute Me. he mentioned Charlie Sheen, I'm like, Oh God, no! No! For God's sake, don't! Don't challenge any celebrity! For God's sake, no!
1: We've seen how it turned out Oh god, yeah.
2: So after that we had a match. Uh wait. Yeah, so after that it was just, like after that it was just like a bunch of things like By the way, did I ever tell did I ever tell you how much I hate tout? <laughs> uh I don't even know what the fuck tout is. It's just like a fifteen sec it's like it's it's Twitter for it's 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 Twitter for, for YouTube.
1: Oh, okay, I get I get it now, it sounds dumb.
2: Yeah, so it's like, you only have 15 seconds to say something, and they've been posting these all all the time, they've been posting these all night, and I'm like, this is a segment where they just cram that down your throat, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this. Because they get, like, the most, like, they get the most stereotypical guys, they're like, oh, yeah, I I think, the, I think all this is happening, it, 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 it pretty good, and uh, my time's up.
1: God, I fucking hate
2: that. <laughs> exactly. So, um, nothing, no, nothing really well, consequences happened other than like, the, like we had a backstage segment with um with Zack Ryder and John Cena, and he's like, "Oh man, look, I found, I found, a, I found the guy who was responsible for GTV," and he brings out Mean Gene, and, me, and Mean Gene's like, "What the fuck are you smoking, boy?" <laughs> And then out comes out the Rock, and Rock's like, "You know what? Whoever wins or loses, I hope you get the title because I want a piece of you again." And John Cena's like, "You know what? That's just your opinion. You know what? And that's fine by me. I'm gonna fight you if I had to fight you. I had to fight you." He didn't really say, that I'm just like that's what he always says. I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. anyway. So after that, we cut to Kane I'm in the ring. He comes out, and so he's out there. He's waiting for his opponent, and out comes out Jinder Mahal. He brings. <laughs> God damn it. He brings <laughs> out all the rejects. He brings <laughs> out he brings out Jumak, which I'm like, Yay! Jumac, You
0: your boy
2: Jumak oh is finally on TV. <laughs> he brings out Jumak, Tyler Rex, Kurt Hawkins, um,
1: Hunikoin uh, uh, not, uh yeah, yeah No, I'm sorry, not Humanic uh, uh it's uh Huniko oh, and uh, yeah, Camacho that's right.
2: that's right, I was like I'm missing someone, oh yeah the ethnic team okay
1: yeah so they
2: brought in all these guys and they're like we're tired of being being really held down for very long we're gonna make an impact and so they all fight Kane and then all comes out the Undertaker and I I, I suddenly realized holy shit he stole his costume from Super Shredder meaning he stole his costume from Kevin <laughs> Nash <laughs> not shitting you it has like no, 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 things all over I, and i'm like I, holy shit it's super I, shredder
1: no i believe you i saw that costume i'm just like you know that room is spikier than usual yeah so they clean house
2: and that was the end of that segment so they cut so they cut to charlie sheen they're like and, and charlie sheen's like this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'll fight, I'll, I'll fight Daniel Bryan. I'm like... No! <laughs> Next segment was CM Punk versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. By the way, he cashed in his money in the bank last week. So he won the money in the bank... What, ago?
1: Somewhat, because, yeah. He won the... So, okay, he won the briefcase. So yeah, now he he's briefcase. cashing in. Okay, he's cashing in. He, he did
2: an RVD file, so there you go. So they fought, and then like during the match, the Big Show kept on it kept on like interfering in the match, and then so this so all this led to a DQ. So the Rock came out and he tried to make the save for for John Cena, but then CM Punk grabs a grabs the Rock and gives him a GTS, and all is well with the and all is
1: well with WWE. I can't be the only one that's okay with this.
2: No, I'm perfectly okay with this. I am, act- I am absolutely, positively, one hundred percent glad that this was the ending.
1: Okay, good, good. Whew. I thought, like, I thought, I thought somebody was gonna be like, Youth Youth are speaking against The Rock, the greatest one, the people's champion. Heresy."
2: Here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm looking at it more along the lines of like, like John Cena versus The Rock. We've, like, we already seen it once, and we know how that turned out. And if they do it again, it's going to be even worse. CM Punk versus The Rock, though. There you go. That's a more interesting conflict, to be honest with you. Because, like, there's a disingenuous... Disingenuous uh, knee. There's something fake about John Cena. Like, there's something, like, not genuine about John Cena whenever I see him do promos against The Rock. So I think, like, having him fight... Having The Rock go against... The go and CM Punk, who has a legit like one hundred percent like one hundred percent beef against The Rock, and and if this if it can hold up for a very long time, I would be very 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 pleased.
1: Okay, I'm gonna step you right. I'm gonna stop you right there for a bit. I agree with you on the CM Punk part. Part I think this could be. greatest verbal NASCAR of all time I'm borrowing that from Ernie and Jesse by the way but I think this could be like it's one of those feuds where the promos are so fucking insanely awesome we're gonna remember this for the next five plus years yeah Uh, but I'm gonna get back to John Cena for a bit I took a time to thought thought about it and then I realized okay I think they had to dump John Cena down when it comes to promo, because if John Cena, because you and I heard John Cena on a sincere level, like for the most part it was against CM Punk, when, you know, when signing against the signing the contract and stuff, we've heard him be sincere, and when he's sincere, when he's intense, his promo is pretty good. But the thing is, if he were to use that intensity and sincere promo against The Rock, then... That's going to make him look a little bit stronger than The Rock, and you don't want that. And not to mention, WBB, I think WBB was trying to play safe, like trying to keep John Cena face after fighting The Rock. That's why they had to dumb him down, you know? Good point. But
2: it's just like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just feel that they could have, like— like, there, there was a little bit of, of um, you can see a little bit of the honest John Cena, just a bit. Like, we can see a little bit of it towards the end of it, but it's like...
1: Yeah, but um, see, that's a towards the end of it. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, no? right, right. So,
1: before, right before... Uh,
2: yeah, Yeah. right before the match.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, really, at that point, everything is settled. So, there's really nothing to lose.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not... um. So, yeah, so there's nothing... But the thing is, like I said, I think this would be a much better fit to get CM Punk out of, like, this runt, where it's just, like, it always seemed CM Punk was always in second place compared to John Cena.
1: I don't know. Not in the recent years, because we've seen CM Punk a lot more than John Cena in a more... Um, more high-profile matches.
2: Yeah, but let me tell let me let me tell you this: who closes okay. every pay-per-view? Oh
1: fuck, you got me there.
2: Exactly. So I think this is like, I honestly think this is gonna be like them giving the ball to CM Punk and saying, "Look, we're gonna see how this works. Now, we've seen how you work, and you work, and you're you're getting you're getting over pretty big. Let's see how you work in a very high-profile match."
1: And I cannot wait to see the verbal exchange between The Rock and CM Punk. Now
2: this leads me to my problem, which is I I, I expressed this to I expressed this to another another friend of mine on, on his Facebook, and I, I said to him, I fear another pipe bomb sitting Indian style on top of the on top of the uh, on top of the stage promo from CM Punk. And? Do it once, it's
1: great. Do it twice, you sound like a crybaby. I don't think he'll go that far. Go I think he'll be... yeah. I th- look, that pipe bomb promo was right before his contract expired. So at that point, he had absolutely nothing to lose. Right now, he's the champ. Yeah, Keep that in mind. Right. It's a 2 di- Yeah. It's
2: a two different setting. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, 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 that's that's my biggest fear. That's the that's the direction I'm gonna go to. And I'm like, you don't want to be doing that because, like, again, it just kills his credibility having him talk like talk about the industry again. They're not gonna about,
1: do it, okay? Yeah, no, I, not gonna I do have it. confidence. What's... I have
2: confidence in this. I I have
1: confidence in you because
2: yeah. I, I see your point.
1: Yeah. What's gonna happen though is that he is gonna. Just try to destroy Rock verbally. Like, just talk about how he said he's gonna be—he's back permanently. He's gonna be, you know, not going anywhere. But yet, he was out filming movies again. We know because we've seen his IMDb. He has a lot of projects after this, including another Fast and Furious movie.
2: And above all else, a movie of his got delayed. Yeah. A movie I'm I'm pretty sure CM Punk was like, I wish I was in that movie.
1: Yeah, CM Punk would have been an awesome Cobra Commander. There you go! (laughs) But, but you know what? Yeah, because at this point, like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but because... We know, because I know what Rock's schedule, Dwayne uh, Johnson or Rock, either way, because I know what his schedule is like, I'm rather disenchanted by him.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, but like, the, the, the thing is, I think having him, I think, I think having him fight CM Punk would be a better fit for him, especially since, like I said, like, CM Punk has a legit beef, and I'm pretty sure they can they can get like the mother of all promos from both of them. I think this this will get oh. the Rock out of um, out of like saying the phrase and give him a more honest promo for, for for
1: for all it's worth. I would hope so because that with that sky is just endless. It's just just no limitation with that.
2: Yeah, because I'm like the thing is like I know the Rock can cut promos. The thing is, he could, He like the, the guy could cut really good promos. If you didn't give him like like he can give intense promos, and that's what I want to see. I want to see more give rock less like Rudy Pooh candy ass promos, more like intense like I'm gonna fucking kick your ass promos.
1: Well, we'll see what happens then, don't Huh?
2: Exactly. So it's like um this coming Monday, I hope that I hope I sincerely hope that um that this leads to something really big. Like so, I agree with you. what'd
1: you think? Yeah, no, no, yeah, see, he honked, like, honk, he honked, like, hell yeah! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know that guy! Exactly! Oh, so, what'd you think of this, Raw? Uh,
2: I don't know where to start with how bad it was up until those last 15 minutes or so. Like, if this is the structure of the show for the next foreseeable future, I sincerely, sincerely, sincerely hope that they pad it out better next time. Like, with just me, or the matches, other than the main event, the matches
1: seem shorter
2: than the two-hour Raws they've been putting out.
1: Well, considering a couple of those matches were squash matches, yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, like, you can have a squash match and go, like, at least five minutes.
1: No, these, I don't think these even lasted five minutes. Like, maybe exactly. his Slater, yeah, maybe his Slater match lasted, like, five minutes top, But no, that's it about didn't. it. Okay, fuck that one then.
2: I think I listened like three minutes before, before Heath Slayer tried to t- try to take a chicken shit way out of out of out of that match.
1: Well, fuck.
2: And the thing is, like, everyone made a good point. I was like, I was listening to various forums, and they may all make a good point. That this is this is Raw One Thousand. This was, is was supposed to be a spectacle. This was supposed to be like a big thing happening. The most important, the the, the most telling, the most telling Raw we gotta be worried about now is One Hundred One, which is is coming Monday. Because this will set, like, like after all the shenanigans and all this stuff, we'll now find out, like, where we're going to go
1: with a three-hour Raw. Yeah, so, for you to judge this quickly, it would be premature.
2: Yeah, but, because I think, I take, I take things by week by week. Like, some weeks I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. And some weeks I'm like, oh, God, shoot me. And this was, like... This was oh, a shoot oh. me. This is beyond shoot me. I'm like, I'm, like, waiting for Dr. Kevorkian to kill me at this point. I'm strapped to the chair, like, just... hit me with the poison, man. That's all I'm asking. You. Just do it right now. Quick. <laughs> and the thing is also, it's like... Uh, I said, but uh, I guess another fact is, like, going into this Raw, there weren't that many good Raws heading towards this Raw.
1: So it's like... Yeah, oh, I think... Go on. Uh... Y- you know what, come to think of it, yeah, you're sort of right, but do go on.
2: No, I was, I'm done with my thoughts.
1: Okay. Uh, here's the problem with this, raw is that they try to shove in a lot of uh, nostalgia so that they they really lack the matches. But uh, if there is a hint of good sign is that a lot of these matches were, were decent. First of all, and secondly, we got to see a lot of the people that we didn't get to see for the last oh fucking year or so. No, not year. Maybe less than that. But keep in mind, when's the last time we seen Drew McIntyre on Monday Night Raw? Uh,
2: a couple of weeks back when he got killed by, by when he got killed
1: by Brothers Clay. Yeah, but. I think they're trying to utilize him a lot more this time. Granted, as a jobber, but still trying to utilize them a lot more. So, okay, let's say for one thousand one. Okay, there will be more time slots because well, we're not gonna obviously obviously we're not gonna have DX shenanigans. We're not gonna have um, a lot of the nostalgia segments. So we're not gonna have a wedding. It's gonna leave a lot yeah we're not gonna have a wedding either, so that's gonna leave a lot of time slot. How they utilize that that's as you said, that's when it matters
2: yeah, so it's like that's so like i said as as standalone, it was a bad show as a as a as a whole, yeah. I can't really judge it until we see a show that's more like streamlined, which is gonna be this coming Monday Mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, so I'm gonna see what happens yeah I'm gonna see what happens, really. That's all I can say,
2: yeah right alrighty so um, so we want so shall we go on to the next show yeah yeah All right, so we go on to Impact Wrestling from Orlando, Florida, the Impact Zone, A.K.A. the Black Hole of Heat. On commentary, it's Mike Taney and Taz, and they recap what was happening the last couple of weeks. There was, the last couple of weeks, they um, Hulk Hogan and, and Sting were attacked by the ninjas. were revealed to be a gang by known, known as Aces and Eights. And last week, I, last, last week was stop, what's up? so
0: sorry sorry, sorry, stop right there. Aces
2: and eight? Are you fucking... Just call them
1: what it is. They're fucking ninjas. That's
2: what, that, that, that's what they're calling They're like, aces and eights, aces and eights. And like so it's like, aces and eights. That's what they're calling now. Fuck
1: them. Anyway, so... For me. But
2: go on. So last week, um, so last week there was no authority figures, no, and everybody was getting attacked by aces and eights. This week, Dixie Carter was like, uh yeah, uh Sting is now the new, like, G- GM for this week, which I should have done, but, yay. So Al comes out Sting and Sting's like, you know what? I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid of anyone for aces and eights. Out comes out um, uh, out comes out, uh, out comes out Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's like, you know what? I can take out all of aces and eights with a broken freaking neck. Ah! And then Austin Aries. Comes ah! Out, ah! And now comes out, uh, comes out Austin Aries, and Austin Aries is like you know fuck Aces, and Aces and Nates too, and then Bobby Roode comes out, and everyone's like, what the fuck? You have nothing to do with all this. So, um, uh, so Bobby Roode's like, you know, I know who's, involved. I know, I know everything. I know who's involved with Aces and Nates It's James Storm, and everyone's like, huh? I don't know what are you talking about? So they all get attacked by aces and eights, and no. Oh, James Storm comes out, and attacks Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode and and James Storm they get all attacked while everyone's looking in, like like literally literally everyone's like, <laughs> literally no one's jumping in and stopping them. They're all like, uh okay, <laughs> like uh, I think this is, I think this I think they're having a lovers quarrel here. So like we better like just let them have their lovers quarrel here. And out comes out aces and eights, and everyone gets attacked except James Storm, and it, and. This prompted Rob, Bobby Roode to say, "I told you, see, I told you, I told you, I told you." <laughs> so, all throughout the night, they're helping out the fact that Chavo Guerrero Jr. is going to. It has come to TNA, and everyone's giving like they is giving like the like a promo about like how much they respect and love him, and it's like, huh, that's cool. So we have our very first match: Gail Kim and Madison Rain versus Mickey James and Tara. Mm, it was pretty good for the most part. It's just like it ended with shenanigans. It ended with a little it ended with a roll up, but um they get but apparently because the whole the whole thing there was a whole thing with Madison Rain where she was she had like she had, she was looking at she was looking she had an eye for someone. Uh, apparently that eye that she had for someone was oh god. It was Earl Hebner Oh motherfucker and the he was a ref in this one. And 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 like she got the roll up and she got the roll up. He counted two. He gave the two count. And I was like, what the fuck? And But then but she gives a win to Madison Rain and I'm like Ah No God damn it. No What the fuck Oh my god. Yeah, so Gil, Kim and Madison, win, Madison Rain win via 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 shenanigans, and I'm like, oh no no no, I don't want to do this. So after that, we're backstage with Sting, and Sting's like, you know what? I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy to handle this. To, ha- to handle this Activision shit. So Aries, why don't you handle this shit? And Austin Aries like, okay. You're world heavyweight champion, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, he's like. No arguments, no like, you know No like I'm the I'm above this, I don't I'm not in charge of the X Division now, I'm the world heavyweight. No, he's like <sighs> So he so he so he's like basically he tell, um, basically this thing tells him like you have to take care of the X Division because we need to figure out a number one contender for Zima Ion's um X Division title. So he's meeting with so he's meeting with all these guys like the uh, Dakota Darso, sunday Sanjay Junt Sanjay, Jun, Sanjay Duned, and other people and like dunt dunt there you go so dut, he dut, meets with dut, them for dunt uh, anyways dut. You, what he said you, yeah so he so he meets with them for the rest of the night so it's sort, of, it's sort of like those segments that we had we had it was sort of like a segment like a couple of weeks back where where um Brooke Hogan was interviewing all the de- uh, all the knockouts and it's like oh well you're pretty good but you know this and that blah 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 just with um just with Austin Aries and the X Division, so. After that, we have our gut check segment because last week the gut check guy got killed by Aces and Eights. And I was like, wow! <laughs> I was like, wow! That is like the worst gut check segment ever! How are they gonna review this shit? I was honestly expecting him to like review it and be like, look. Uh, we like this guy and all, but he just doesn't know how to sell being beat up by eight guys. So, 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 so this guy named Sam Shaw comes out for his gut check segment about a week late, and he fights Douglas Williams, and I'm like, holy shit, Douglas Williams, where you been? And the kind of match. It wasn't bad (laughs) but it was like it's tepid water
1: okay i'm reading the results here and he's not in his ring gear like apparently he's wearing a sneakers or something
2: yeah he's just he's still a goof and then i i here's another another telling sign that this match was inconsequential um during the match i was was on was, was there was there was there on in in the ring and they get it, and he gets attacked by by none other than Joy Ryan. <laughs> he gets attacked by Joy Ryan and a couple of followers, and you can blatantly tell where he is because he's he's hidden by he's hidden behind like these guys with eighty seven percent um signs signs on him. So it's like, holy shit! Like holy shit! It's, it, it, holy shit! Joy Ryan. So it's like, as much as much as like as much as I like to as much as like um. As much as we 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 complain about it, I I I hope this is something that I hope this leads to them doing something really big with Joey Ryan because the thing is, the guy deserves it. He really does. Mm-hmm. We we talked about it before. This guy deserves this kind of a push like this. And yeah, this I'm is, glad and, he's and, kidding you. And this is how they're gonna go about it. Good. Fuck Cause, yeah. Because the thing is like. Like uh, like we said, everyone that they got, got on these gut check segments, they're like just these these, ju- just these like like these white bread, you know, white bread on butter Goof. motherfuckers, goobers, yeah. And it's just like y- you need a guy like Joey Ryan on, on 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 TNA. And what better? Like it's better to it's better to be judged like that. It's better to be judged uh, by by your actions than than being judged by like a panel. That's uh, that. So it's pretty good that that they're going about this way, where it's like he is gonna be the ultimate outsider going into this.
1: Yeah. So, however, Douglas William did win this one.
2: Mhm. He got him. But he got him. A, he got him with a ruling chaos, and I'm like, wow, that was a really un. That was a really unspectacular match, considering that everything else that happened around it. It just seems like everything that was revolving around it was more around Joey Ryan that it was the actual match. That tells you where wh- it t- tells you where their focus is with this with, with with this um angle.
1: And this is gonna be pretty fun to keep up if that's the case.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. So we're in the back still. Austin Aries was, was it, it, he's checking out a few more people. So he's like, you know, make your case, Rashad Rashad Cameron. And he's like this and that, blah blah blah. He's like, no way. Next. So, so Chavo comes out, and Chavo Chavo's like this and that, blah blah, Viva la Raza. And then Kid Cash comes out, and I'm like, holy shit, you're old. And second, it's like, it's like, it just doesn't help that he's wearing a sh- these shirt. He comes out shirtless, and he's like tan to like he he's got that he's got that um Hulk Hogan orange glow to his skin at this point. Oh. And, and he comes out. He's making. He comes out with Gunner, and he's making fun of Chavo. He's making fun of the Guerrero family, mainly. Ma- mainly He's not making fun of. He's he's making fun of Chavo Guerrero, senior, and he's making fun of the fact of this and that, that. You know that he's old. That you know he can't wrestle, and then he gets him by saying like, or oh, maybe he's drunk. And then they, and then um, Chavo gets Kid Cash, but then, um, and and then Gunner like attacks him, and out comes out Hernandez to make the save, and I'm like. Hmm, that was a decent little segment. It's just like, the thing is, like, I kind of wish they didn't have to use the family legacy as a crutch to get an angle forward.
1: Yeah, but they even... Okay, here's the thing about TNA is that they're fucking shameless.
2: Good point. Good fucking point.
1: Yeah. Again, I fucking hate TNA. If there's one thing... I hate about TNA. One thing more than anything, it's the fact that they bring in family—not just once, not just twice—but I fucking lost count.
2: Yeah, they. Yeah, it gets to a point where it's like you just don't know. It. You you just lose count at, at some point, but regardless, it was a bleh kind of segment. So speaking of bleh kind of segment, we go to, we have we're in the back with the Taz, Al Snow, and Bruce Prichter. All you, they're, they're reviewing how much they killed, how much, how much they killed, um, how much, how much they killed the, the this Sam Shaw guy, and they're like, well, you know that that fucking Joey Ryan, this and that, and blah blah blah. So like, just to stick it to Joey Ryan, what's all, what's all agreed to like fucking give him, give this guy the the okay. So they all go out, they all go out. It's like, by the way, so just to stick it to Joey Ryan, we're gonna give we're gonna give, you, we're gonna give this, this this pasty goober the 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 okay to be part of TNA.
1: That was literally a segment. Okay, if this is going where I think it's going to go, then I'm okay with this because, okay, I have a theory, and you, you could stop me if you want. Joy Ryan is going to systematically destroy all these goobers one by one to the point that they cannot compete.
2: I like this. Yeah. I really do. I see no mm-hmm. problem with this at all. I love this.
1: Yeah, if he was able to deck El Snow out of nowhere, then who the hell is to say he's not gonna destroy all these fucking goobers that's been winning so far?
2: Exactly. I, I would be. I would be happy if, if he did that. Yeah. So we go on to our main event of the evening: AJ Styles versus James Storm, and. This well, Not a main event, no, 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 what am I saying? I thought this was a main event, no, fuck, ah, no, so we have a match, this is, it was AJ this is Styles versus a... James Storm, this was actually a really good match, but out of nowhere, Aces and Eights come out, and they put the match into a no contest, and they, and they attack AJ Styles, but suspiciously, they don't attack James Storm. So everyone, so everyone is, um, what's up? Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so he's being interviewed at the back and he's denying everything that happened. Like, I don't know what the hell's happening with Aces and Ace, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So, so after that was like, after that was like the, the, the official, like, you know, after, after that, after that talk in the back with, um, with James Storm. We go. We go on to this. We get. We get back, and they, they officially say, "Well, just, just like they. It's pretty much a repeat of what they said in the back, where it's like we're gonna stick it to Joy Ryan, and we're gonna like give you the okay." So there you go. Mhm. So in the back. So we go. We go back once again in the back with Austin Aries, and he's down to the, and and he's like, you know what, I I like. So he's he, so he's with with with, with um. With uh, with, uh, so he's still with the guys. He makes fun of Dakota Darso because you know he's a Dakota Darso. So he makes fun of him. He makes fun of his dad by saying by saying a Repo Man joke, this and that. (laughs) Actually, that was a funny line where he's like, "Hey, say hey, hi to your, hey, say hi to your dad. Tell him how the how the Repo business is going." Like, oh, ow, burn! (laughs) Oh shit! So, ow. So we cut to the back and then Xima coming out with his goofy with his goofy looking, you know, hairdo, his goofy looking ring gear and like spraying, it, spraying his hair. Fucking heel. That's all I gotta say. He's a fucking heel. I love it. And then Austin uh, and then Austin Aries is with Kenny King, which is like, oh shit, Kenny King
1: Oh yeah, that's a whole nother mess and a half. But that's a whole list. That's, that's a why whole it's other-
2: like, oh shit, they're actually like using Kenny King. And Kenny King's like, you know, and also he's like, you know, what I know you for a while, go at go at it and give me a good match. So it's Zima Iron versus Kenny King for the X Division Championship, and this was a really good match. This was a really really good match. Like again, it's just proof that it just proof that Kenny King, it's like he's ready. He was ready for this, but it's like you know the the circumstances that came about was not kind of like was not ideal, but hey. He's doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. So the winner of this match, unfortunately, was Zima Ion with a, with, with a pinfall. All right. So after that, Bully Red is like Ace and eights, I don't give a fuck. I want. I just want to fight. I just want to fight. By the way, he called. He calls his fucking cell phone a Twitter machine. What a goober. does he even doesn't even know what Twitter is. Yes, he does. He has a few official opening He... It was a... It was, was an interesting... This was an interesting opening segment a few weeks back where he's was like, You know what? Here's my big announcement. I'm going to open the Twitters. I'm going to make a tweet. I'm going to make a tweet. It was my very first tweet. I'm going to make it out of here live. I'm like... Oh, my God. Really? This is fun. like your... Re- are you serious, man? Is this really the big angle right here? It's like I'm opening the Twitter screen.
1: <laughs> Ooh, oh, look at that badass Twitter over there.
2: Exactly. Oh, look at that badass. Look, look at him. He, he thinks he's all good and all that stuff. You know, I'm going to put him back. So, so, after that, it's the main event of the evening. Bully Ray versus Kurt Angle. And holy shit, they actually had a really good match. Hmm. I really like this is the thing where it's like Bully Ray like he like the secretly he's a really good wrestler and you know what? then it gets to it also helps like he's that he's with Kurt Angle and holy shit Kurt Angle. Say what you say so we say what we will about like his, his um his his health, but holy shit he can give a good match. So after that, after the match, um oh well, Kurt Angle wins. He wins by by Olympic Slam. 1, 2, 3. He gets, he gets it. And it was for a Bound for Glory match. So he, he, he gets a few points. So, once again, everyone gets attacked by A's and Eights. Out comes out AJ. Out comes out Sting. Out comes out Austin Aries. And it's like a whole fucking brawl all over the place. James Storm comes out. And everyone's like, we only get. Like, literally, they raise their hands. They're like, they don't want to touch him. And everyone's still like, suspicious. And. That was the end of the show. So, your final thoughts? It was actually not a bad. This was not a bad impact. Last couple of weeks, it's been bad because they had to do, because they were doing that Claire Lynch bullshit angle. And it's just like, uh, they, thank God, they dropped it for this week and they actually focus on something that's more important with the East. Like as bad as it sounds. Ace's and 8 sounds like a more intriguing um angle than the than than the whole thing with with um with AJ Styles. I'm serious.
1: Well, Anything is better than the whole AJ Styles angle at this point. Come on.
2: Good point. So it's like the like the more they get away from that, the better. And I like that they that they got away from it like they they, they got away from just for a bit. So yeah, all right. So, so not it, that, it's like the matches. The matches other than the than the lockouts match, they're all pretty good. Well, maybe the gut check segment, but 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 then again, that's a whole that's a whole different story altogether about why that that match was not that good. Hmm. So yeah. So why don't we go on to our next show? And, Might as well. Yeah, because I, I mean that's all I gotta say. It's like. There really isn't really much. I mean, they're they're really just um. It really seems to be stagnant until there is something to do with aces and eights. Like I think they're transitioning their um. I think they're just transitioning the whole like they're they're trans not plot but they're transitioning all the angles to aces and eights and it's just like, I think that works better for all the angles they've been doing so far.
1: Wouldn't it be hilarious? Wouldn't it be hilarious to see? Oh, okay, we just. As much as we don't wanna talk with the AJ Styles and that that lady what's her face the that whole lady. feud, what if yeah, hey, what if she turned uh, out to won the Ace I not
2: wanna be fucking surprised. Alright, so that
1: said, let's move on to the next show. All right, here we go. Friday Night SmackDown, Kansas City, Missouri, and we have Josh Matthews, Booker T, and uh, Michael Cole. Ay, ay, ay. By the way, I... Remember! What's up? Remember what we talked about on Monday Night Raw, how commentary can make a whole lot of difference when it comes to a match? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to get to that, but before we get to that, you have a question.
2: Oh, no, I was going to say, it's like, I was actually going to say something to, to, actually, uh, as sort of like a follow-up to what you're saying. It's not really Michael Cole for me, it's really Josh Matthews at this point. He said well, something that literally, think... he literally said something that stopped my brain for a few minutes.
1: Okay, but it's a tan- let's just say it's a tandem thing. But we'll get to that because yeah. we are first introduced to the new intercontinental champion, Miss.
2: By the way, that was horrible dubbing from Lillian Garcia. <laughs> you can blatantly hear that they dubbed this over like afterwards because it's like it's like this really horrible dub of her like her announcing, and I'm like. Literally, it's like, that's how, like, when your show is like that, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, Miss is boasting, and then out comes Christian, and apparently we have another WWE Intercontinental so Championship match between the champion Miss and Christian.
2: This is actually pretty good. I, I think this was a much mm-hmm. better match than they had the one on, on Raw. In my opinion, because I think mm-hmm. they went—they went longer.
1: Yeah, this was really a good back and forth match.
2: Yeah, so it's good. It, it, like for opening, like if there's anything I like, if there's anything I like about SmackDown, if they open with a match, it's was a really good match to open the show, open the show.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say one thing though. Even though he was in that shitty movie. That did absolutely nothing for his moveset cuz his fucking moveset is same as I remember two years ago or a year ago even Uh,
2: the thing thing that's surprising is that like the way he it's the thing that I don't like is that like thanks to thanks to how he had thanks to the thanks to the movie and how he had to like change his hairdo and everything he seems a lot older
1: now he looks like a Chris Jericho cosplayer
2: Exactly. I don't know why. It's like I look at the way he he does his hair now, and like he's got a little bit of stubble now, and I'm like, oh my god! It's like it's like he he looks he looks ten years older than he really should be.
1: It's like, uh, if he's trying to pull off the whole Jeremy Renner look, he's kind of failing.
2: Oh yeah, he he he's failing big time. All right.
1: Yeah, so getting back to the match, it was good back and forth. It was really great, good match. But in the end, Miz retains the title.
2: Yeah, like you know, it, it's just like it's one of those things where at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like why would they give it to him? But it's like, eh. we 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 went through this. We went through this. We went through this whole mo- notion. We went through the whole motions once. Let's not go through it again.
1: Yeah. So next match, we see Jinder Mahal making his way into the ring, and he will face. <laughs> He'll face the Ryback. To be honest
2: with you, it, it, it's proof that the, that the, at least they're trying to give Ryback some sort of like competition now, instead of just him fighting like these goobers. I was gonna say they ran out of high school kids. <laughs> yeah, he killed the entire
1: <laughs> high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say this: like Cinder Mahal actually put up a hell of a fight. I think this was probably the most fight someone put up against Ryback that I remember.
2: Yeah, but I think that I think this is leading to something where it's like they finally give him some sort of competition, and like, uh, like, and then Ryback, you know, he like he like out and he starts beating the crap out of him. But at the end, but you know. Yeah, because you're supposed to keep him like you're supposed to keep a guy like that that that's strong with like that,
1: so yeah, strong and stronger. Because what winds up happening is that is that Jinder Mahal ran out like he ran away, chicken shit, you know. So count out he... and Ryback right won. No, 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 no. That belongs to Alberto Del Rio and Alberto Del Rio only.
2: Okay. All right, fine. But yeah, he just he just walked down and, like fuck this noise and he just left and right back like, "No! Fight me! Feed me more!" Invisible Pyro! Feed me more. By the way, I got a question to ask you. Where are those where are those mortars going off whenever he does that? What's that? Where are those motors coming off whenever he does that? Because like when he comes out the ring, I hear like
1: fireworks, but there's no fireworks. Oh, probably just a sound soundtrack. I know it's like sound effect. It's like invisible pyro. You know why? You know why? Because he ate the pyros.
2: Good point. He ate the motors.
1: Yeah, he ate the mo. Yeah, he ate the motors because you know they have to feed him. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So they show the match between CM Punk and John Cena. Okay, sure. And then they show a couple of touts, dumb, oh, and gosh. Daniel Bryan, and, and Daniel Bryan Sheamus. Which at, at the end of it, Sheamus gives him a gift, which is a book titled "How to Last More Than 18 Seconds Ow. in Bed." In the out. bed. I oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't be the only one that's warming up to the face Sheamus. Can can I?
2: No, I I, like the thing is like I guess, like, I've I've been, I've been
1: down for Seamus for a while. Like, yeah, said, you like,
2: have, you have, you know. Of so course, like you know, a guy he cuts okay promos. That's just like you know, but he's talking about like kicking everyone's arse. Then yeah, that's that's cool. But like he's kind of, he, he's got kind of a face that does his action, that speaks, his actions speak louder than in words, where so it's like, I don't mind him, hey, I don't mind him cutting shitty, shitty, like, goofy, um, goofy promos, as long as he can back it up in the ring, I'm fine, and he's been backing it up in the ring, so, yay. Yeah, but this was
1: actually funny, I, I, I actually laughed on this one.
2: Uh, I was like, huh, funny, 16,
1: seconds, yeah. huh, yeah, yeah. So we get to the next match, which is, she- which is of course, Sheamus versus Cody Rhodes.
2: Speaking of actually, uh, speaking of actual uh, of good matches with um, speaking of good matches with with Sheamus.
1: This was a good match.
2: And then again too, he was playing with Cody Rhodes, and I'm I'm pretty sure at this point he is like you put you put anybody against Cody Rhodes, it's bound to be a classic. Yeah,
1: and here's Just an interesting surprise is that towards the end, we hear Dolph Ziggler's theme song, and out comes your hero, Dolph Ziggler. Yay!
2: It's made me happy. (laughs) And, yeah, so, like, they they kept on fighting, and they kept on teasing the fact that, oh my god, you know, Dolph Ziggler, is he gonna cash in his money in the bank, or is he not? And so, what ends up happening is Seamus got, so, he, um, this was, was actually a really cool spot. Um, Cody was try to go for the, try to go for the beautiful disaster, and then mm-hmm. Seamus grabs him by the back, and he gives him the white noise, and he gives, and was, he gives him the, what's up?
1: Which was cool, by the way.
2: Yeah, it was like, oh shit. And then, and then he, and then he waits for him to come up, and he gives him the bro kick, one, two, three, and that's how Seamus wins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Can I ask you a question? What? Go on. You think? Do you think Sheamus should drop the bro kick?
1: Uh I think keep it. Just because so it. Like... it uh, Go on. He, he, the thing is, though. The thing is, though, that finisher gives a lot. Gives us a lot of element of surprise. That could come out of nowhere. You know.
2: Yeah, but also the white can come out of nowhere as well. Like we just saw. Like we just saw. That's actually why I was, like, really impressed. was I'm like, oh, shit, that was white noise out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, uh, how should I put it? Uh, White noise is, you have, most of the time, he sets up for the white noise. Like, that was just one of those, like, few instances, you know, where True. he could do it out of nowhere. Because uh, how many people have, mo- like, moves like Beautiful Disaster where you just, like, jump off the turnbuckle? You know, not many.
2: Good point, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's just like if the thing is like the match. The, he had the match won. He had the match won when he, when he got him with the white noise.
1: Ah, the insult to the injury. Good
2: point. And he, yeah, he is kind of kind of the guy that that would go for that would go for the jugular when he when when uh, when it comes to a match like that. So.
1: And so he's a, a fighting Irish.
2: There you go. So it's like you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with with you. But it's like I thought I'd bring that point up. So after that. Um, so after that, they te- the, um After that, um, ch- uh, Dolph Ziggler tries to get in the ring, but then he put he put. Um, Sheamus pushes Double Ziggler. No. He gets in the ring, and out comes out Jericho wearing his wearing Dolph Ziggler's shirt. Ziggler gets distracted, and Jericho and then Jericho and um, Jericho and Ziggler like are conf- confront each other, and Jericho gives him gives gi- gives him the code breaker, and he walks off, and I'm like. Who? So I think th- I think at this point we can honestly say that um, without shadow of a doubt Jericho is a face at this point.
1: A lot of people have been chanting "Y to J" when that happened. So was I.
2: What did I get to? Yeah. I've always been cheering for him. So here you go.
1: Well, now you got a conundrum. Who are you gonna cheer for more, Jericho or Ziggler?
2: It's like picking children at this point. Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: It's like I can't choose. Uh, but yeah, this was this was like the this was a good little segment right here. Mhm. So,
1: and what's next? Not so good seg. oh, not so good segment next one. Oh, well, actually, not so good match next one, which is Antonio Cesaro versus Santino Marella.
2: What the hell happened? What the hell happened to all these people? I don't know. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Cesaro, like, he's slowly becoming damaged goods at this point. They can't do this! And you're losing to Santino! Wait, oh my god, no, no. I need more coffee. So yeah, it was just a bad match. Want me to edit that out? Yeah. Okay, so, they they had a bad... Was a, this was just a bad, bad match all around. Uh, no wonder I can't remember the match.
1: Yeah. I don't blame uh, you. It's...
2: Like, like they're, they're slowly trying to repair him, but it's like, what else can you do at this point? Like, they, it's like, they've been trying to repair him ever since he first came to the WWE. Ever since he started coming on TV. AM I CORRECT ON THIS? AM I
1: CORRECT ON THIS? Uh, They- yeah, more or less, they really don't know what the fuck to do with him.
2: Yeah, I feel like they're- (laughs) I seriously think that they're- they're they're on damage control. The second he was on TV, I was like...
1: (laughs) Just to fucking- oh, I don't know, just fucking put him in a- uh, well... There's so many things they need to fix with Antonio Cesaro, like... Theme song is the least of their goddamn worries at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean the thing is like uh, that's the other thing is like I can forgive I, like with so many other problems now with 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 Cesaro I can forgive I can forgive him having a crappy theme
1: song. But that's uh, that's going to be a whole nother hour at this point. So
2: oh yes, yeah, so speaking of damaged goods.
1: <laughs> Yoshitatsu is in the ring with no T V entrance. That means it's Jabber time
2: Yep, he yes the poor poor little Asian man gets yet is getting get killed on TV. I, I, like I feel bad for Yoshitatsu. Like I actually like him. He's a he's a cool little, he's a cool guy. It's just
1: Uh, What what, what the question do you think it's a language barrier that's holding him back?
2: No, because it's like There's a If that was the case The guy speaks perfect English that's the thing That's the biggest thing the guy speaks perfect English it's the problem is that it's just It's the problem with the WWE. It's like in general. It's just like uh, They don't know what to do with half the half the roster
1: Uh, yeah, it's just—it's a damn shame too, cause yeah, you're right. I mean, Yoshi can be good if given a perfect opportunity. Like when he was in oh fuck, what was it? Was he NXT? Yeah, when he yeah. was in NXT, like he—he yeah, he was damn good. Like you know,
2: I mean, sure he didn't have matches of the night, but you know, it's proof that he can go. He can go at it. Yeah. So. So. T- Tatsu—he yeah. gets killed by Damien Sandow.
1: You're welcome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just—it's a damn shame, really.
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm—I'm I'm wondering, it's like, I'm—I'm I'm wondering, like, who's this, like, are they, uh, like, how, how, like, Damien Sandow? Are they high on this guy, or are they just gonna keep keep feeding them people like this?
1: Well, they did put him in a pay per view recently.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in the money in the bank. Ziegler wins, that's right. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just. How can I forget that? Anyways, no, but it's just like it makes me think it's like. Like what happened on Monday. And then having him still squash. Like. Squash pe- squash people at his level. It seems like. It seems like the Yoshitatsu thing just in reverse, where it's like they don't know what to do with Amy and Sandow also.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I never really thought of it that way.
2: Yeah, because, like, it's the same thing with Ryback. We we complained about this the other... We complained this some time ago where it's just, like, like, what's going to happen? Like, Ryback can't... Like, Ryback, like, is going to continue to win because you want to keep him strong, but, like... You know, you got to make him do something else to make him more credible.
1: And they're sort of just doing that just now, so...
2: Yeah, so it's like, they have to do something else with Damien Sandow. If not, he's just going to be this guy that they don't know what to do with it. And it's like, if he still continues the job to people like Yoshitatsu, he's in no, no better position than Yoshitatsu.
1: At this point, like, he's going to... Okay, if that's the case, then yeah, this is going to be bad because he's going to go back to the whole, like, Tensai route where he's going to be relegated to Superstar for a bit.
2: Yeah but Yeah, good point. So after that they although, just, although although although
1: although I will say this, okay? Although I will say this. Um Damien Sanda has something that Tensai never had, which is a mic promo skill.
2: Good point, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they could keep him around just for the mic skill.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, where the hell's where the hell's Tensai been after the pay per view? I'm gonna say all you can eat buffet. I was thinking he went to Otacon. and he went to get a, he went to get another hug pillow.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh. I wonder. I wonder if any. Okay, if that's the case, I wonder if anybody mistook him for like fucking. Like, oh god, I'm trying to think of a character. Um. Someone. God, what? Someone. Uh, you know what? Oh no, he's he's too black for that. No, I want to say... <laughs> oh fuck, like... <sighs> he must... Okay, he hasn't gotten mistaken for something from some anime. Yeah, he must have, and he's like... He, and yeah, but... Still.
2: That's that's the only... That, that's the only logical explanation where he's oh, been all this oh, time.
1: Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. like... Oh, dude! Are you are you Napa? Awesome!
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, good job, good job, Sam. Good job, good job.
1: Like, oh, dude, dude, can you say Vegeta? We're going Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All righty. Anyways, Zach, let's keep going. I think, think we're we'll gonna lose <sighs> our fucking minds at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, f- what do you mean? Now we're losing our mind at this point? Good point Yeah. All right. So, main event. Number one contenders match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship between. It's a four-way. Elimin- uh, it's a four-way match, by the way. Uh, fatal four-way. Uh, One fall wins everything. And the people involved are Rey Mysterio, Kane, Daniel Bryan, and Alberto Del Rio. This
2: was actually a good match. Like like the thing is like nothing could top the nothing could top the four-way match they had a couple of pay-per-views back, but this was getting started. This was starting this was starting to get close at at certain points.
1: Yeah, because when you go towards the end, you see things that you never thought you would ever see. Like like, Kane double suplexing Raymond and Daniel Bryan, and then, oh, oh, it gets, actually, you know what? Kane showed a lot. Kane showed up a lot more this time because what, hap- what ends up happening is that Daniel Bryan put Alberto Del Rio in Yes Lock, right? And mm-hmm. when Alberto Del Rio was just about to tap out, Kane holds onto Del Rio's arm and then just decks Daniel Bryan, breaking the hole. <laughs> I love the look he gave when he when he got his hand. He's like, "Oh shit!" I know.
2: And <laughs> there's anything, if there's anything that if there's anything that came out of that match it was just that look of, da- of Daniel Bryan was like, "I think I'm gonna need, it. I think I'm gonna need my brown pants now." <laughs> thank God my trunk, thank God my trunks are are red, so they won't see the so they won't see the brown on on it.
1: Oh, that was just awesome.
2: Yeah, and. Like I said, it's like like I don't know. Maybe because like the the reason why I like the the previous match because they went a lot longer. Here they went into one commercial break. So it's like, but like, like five minutes or so they had like five little over little over five, five, eight minutes or so they had they had the good. So that they, they had to do a lot of stuff in in five to eight minutes there.
1: Yeah, but they did a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess that's why I like match because they're like bam 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 bam. Let's do this. Let's do this spot. This spot. This spot. This spot. This spot. And like I said, they're they're learning from they learning where it's just like they like they're learning from uh, from that match where it's just like you gotta be constantly giving spots to people if not you know the people will wander. But then again, to like you gotta learn like with a match like with a match with this length, you gotta keep it constant. But with a match like like a pay per view match where you gotta keep it like at least like within thirty minutes or so, doing that too will will also like oversensitize like our brains for with spots. But Comic Con all over again. Yeah it's like we we we'll go through like we'll go through like like sensory overload at one point.
1: Oh yeah, it's like every day it's just like panel 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 like bam 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 you know.
2: Yeah. So. But like I said, within within the within the within the time frame of less than ten minutes, you can get away with you can get away with it, and they did and they did pretty mm-hmm. well. Like I, like you said, the 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 biggest the. the this is proof, also, it's, like, if you can, like, depending on, the depending on like, the alignment of the moon or something like that, you can get Kane to do a really good match. And this was, like, one of the better
1: Kane matches I've seen. Hmm. I agree with you. Like, I think this is, um... This is the first time in a long while that when I actually thought, Damn, Kane actually was pretty damn good. Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah. So, 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 so um, the end of the match was... Mysterio had um oh my god this is this is a part where I, I was about to get like this is this is a part where I lost my my goddamn brain where I lost my goddamn mind. Go on. So on. Mysterio was about to do a six one nine on like two on two of the guys and he said, and he, and Josh Manchie says what do you <laughs> Josh Mysterio says what do you what do you what do you say to six one nine plus two Booker and six one nine times two times two and then like. Booker's like, uh, and then Michael Cole, oh my god, I wanted to slap him, he said, HE ASKED YOU A QUESTION! My mind broke at that point, everything went white, and then the match was over.
1: <laughs> and the winner by pinfall, Alberto Del Rio.
2: I do know there was, uh, I, I think, wasn't there, like, didn't, okay, he did not stick one, he, he landed he landed on Alberto Del Rio, and then he was about to do a pin, and then Ricardo Rodriguez pulled on pulled Rey Mysterio out, and then Alberto got the ring on Daniel O'Brien.
1: Uh, yeah, Daniel pinned Brian. Yeah, because the yes. uh, Ricardo Rodriguez shenanigan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what were your thoughts <gasps> overall? Okay, I'm gonna go back to the commentating point I was about to make for a bit. Okay. During Miss versus Christian for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, like, you would constantly hear, constantly, constantly, constantly fucking hear Michael Cole kissing up to Miss's ass. And I think that killed the match a little bit for me. It was a great match, don't get me wrong. It was a good opener, but holy shit, that just ass kissing of Miss just got annoying for me. I know it's, I know he's supposed to be, no, 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 I'm not defending this, no, no. I thought he'd be over this, especially after losing to JR and getting his ass kicked by just perpetually everyone that he has insulted. I thought he'd be over this, but no, you know, he just constantly kisses up to miss his ass and it just drained a little bit of energy regarding that match. And then we get to the very end of the main event where... Yeah, you're right, Josh Matthews is a 619 times 2, that was dumb enough, Booker T couldn't answer that, well, you, of course, how do you fucking answer that? And then, Michael Cole goes like, he asked you a question, like, shut the fuck up! He doesn't have the answer to you! God damn! Yeah, so it's just... Can't people remember this just shit. Like, yeah, so here's the thing, that's what bad commentary does to matches, is that it drains a little bit of momentum.
2: I think it's like here's the thing. Here's the thing, about, and here's the thing. Maybe because I was distracted in doing like I was making dinner while I was watching the, while I was watching the. I was making dinner while I was watching, uh, Christian versus versus the Miz. So I didn't pay that much attention to the commentary.
1: Fuck you, motherfucker.
2: But that's how I am. Most of the time when I watch wrestling, I, I, it's like I try to, because like I try to keep my mind distracted because I'm going to start noticing things if I start paying attention to them to the matches, like, like very closely. Ergo, why I, I start paying attention to that, to that thing that, to, to what Josh Matthews said. Uh,
1: but again, yeah, this is just like, this is what that commentating does. Like, you compare this to, you compare one of these matches to what Jim Ross did with um, the 4 match at Monday Night Raw. It's night and fucking day.
2: Yeah. Very, very true. Okay, so, bearing, bearing, bearing commentary aside, what is your thoughts?
1: I loved it. I loved most of what was in this show. Like, I loved it, and... Like, I had a blast watching this SmackDown.
2: Yeah, like, upon. Like, the thing is, like. Here's the biggest problem with me on SmackDown that I that I noticed. Um, SmackDown for me, it's becoming too much of a. Like, 30, 30 of those. Like, 30 of those two hours is devoted to recapping what happened on Raw.
1: Yeah, but. You can sort of just like kind of like shut it out like use that time as a bathroom break I mean the point being is that most of the matches in Smackdown were just good to great you know I don't think I've ever gotten bored except for uh, Cesaro versus Morella but like I don't think I've ever gotten bored per se so
2: yeah other than those two squash matches that were that were squash between, between Cesaro and between, between Cesaro and um Santino Morella and um Damian Sandel, and Yoshitatsu it was it was pretty good. Hmm. But the thing is like like I said it's like I, I kind of wish they did it without I kinda wish they did with a lot less of the well not a lot less maybe cut it down to at least like 10 minutes and then start maybe you can squeeze in a, like at least one more match or so.
1: Yeah but the thing is like uh, well it is what it is now okay this is going to be like Raw recap show, so you know because people who watch SmackDown doesn't necessarily watch the Raw. Good point. Mm-hmm. So you really can't help that.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that, the, the, my thoughts are like, yeah, this is actually pretty good, but it's just like I don't know. It's like I remember enjoying the match. I remember enjoying the matches but like it was like they had a good beginning and had a good end. And I remember nothing in the middle.
1: Yeah, but then again, weren't you eating dinner or something?
2: Yeah, but I was eating dinner. It was like, you know, I can still pay attention. Okay. I can multitask. I'm a multitask person. I'm multitasking right now. You want to know what I'm doing with my other hand? No. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I don't do that stuff. No, I, I was. You, you, th- hear, I was you, thinking you like hear? You You know? I'll be doing something bad when, when you hear, start hearing like glass shatter or something like that.
1: No, no, no. I was thinking like you're typing to someone online or something, you know. But sure, yeah, that works too. No,
2: nah, no, not at all, not at all. Like I can yeah. multitask. It's just mm-hmm. like, I can multitask. Jesus Christ! All no, right, all like, right,
1: all right. Stop accusing me of not right. multitasking. Hey, 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 hey! You see there, Mr. Mega Badass Multitasker? Exactly, that's what I am. I should be on a shirt. No, but I saw were in agreement that this was a great RAW. I mean, SmackDown. Speaking of Raw's. people, speaking <laughs> of being confused. I know, <laughs> but this was this was great SmackDown. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like I said, like I'll, I'll give, like I'll give it a. Okay, because like I, I had a good, I had a really good opening. I had a really good opener, really good, a uh, really good ending match. But in between, they could have built it with something good. Hmm.
1: So there you go. All right. And, well, we're just about to reach one minute fifty-five mark, and you know what? It's not fair to end it this way, isn't it?
2: No, it, it isn't, especially since we had people. Like waiting for this for very
1: long well I don't know how many people actually waited for this but let's get to it on last Saturday I actually went to pressing gorillas three men three event in recita California American region post number three oh eight old reliable three oh eight <laughs> actually at this point I'm pretty convinced that the number three oh eight is the Oh uh, maximum capacity. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Three
2: O Nine, but you're 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 you have to watch from the outside. Here's a peris here's a little here's a little periscope so you can like watch it from the from the outside. What? What the fuck are you talking about? There's no windows there. There's no windows? I thought
1: there would be win- oh my god, it's No there's no windows there. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, everything is wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall. To wall to wall to wall. There's no way anybody would peek in.
2: Oh, my God. Well, yeah. The, 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 so, then, then, yeah, then then, then then number 309 is fucking, is fucking S-O-Weld. Dang, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fucked, yeah. That's a listener so, from the outside. They to... <laughs> They're going to have, like, two guys. They're going to have, like, two mimes. No, just... no, no,
1: no, no. No, it gets, it gets worse. It, that area is actually that building's actually soundproof. Oh, fuck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're they're, they're really SOL at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so before we get to the first match, I just want to say that well, when I went there at that point uh, any and all masks were banned, so AMC weren't the only one that was implementing this. I don't blame them. Yeah. So, before we get to the first match, of course, they... Here's the thing about Pro Wrestling Guerrilla matches. Events, overall, is that they don't start on time!
2: I think we talked about this before, where it's like, they they, where they, they start whenever the fuck they want to start.
1: That's a little worse, because the ring time was supposed to be at 8 p.m. I got there around 9 p.m. because of, well, traffic and a lot of other things. And they started just when I got there. What? So they had like almost like an hour to like get ready? Uh-huh. Is it normal, though? It's about, average is 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. All right, so this is just
2: one of those but, rare occasions where they had to like go they had to go an hour and a half hour and fifteen or so,
1: yeah, but it does happen mm. like at this point, I am not surprised by this at all
2: I'm just more surprised that like I'm just more surprised that um I guess I'm more surprised that it took that long, especially with what you just told me right now.
1: Yeah, so, hey, imagine my surprise! I thought I would be missing the first match, but turns out I was just about right timing for that. There you go. Yeah. So before we get to the first match, um, every time before the first match starts, um, Excalibur comes out and cuts a promo, an uh, introduction promo, and his promo got interrupted by Joy Motherfucking Ryan. Speaking of the devil. I know! He cut this promo about, this is the ninth year anniversary of Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and he's been the longest reigning wrestler in, in the Pro Wrestling Gorilla history that's saying that he's been in every match for PWG since day one. Yeah, Which so,
2: is not that far. Yeah, from. he's the longest tentative um, he's the longest tentative um wrestler in their in in the in the fed, huh?
1: Yeah, he was he's he's the longest. Um, I don't know if he was there from day one, but he sure has helped in there long enough. Hmm. But then, out comes out the referee Rick Knox, and Knox was talking about how he was there. A bit longer than you know, Joey Ryan was and why not? I mean, he's a he's the longest tenured referee in the PwG and fan favorite, I might add. Like you should you should have been there. And you talk about you know you don't really talk about normally I don't really talk about how referees get the pop, but holy shit, Knox gets pop every time he's on the ring. He's in the ring. Awesome oh it gets better it gets better he nailed Joey Ryan with a close eye before ringing the opening bell <laughs> so first match Joey Ryan versus Famous B and, and it was decent back and forth but Joey Ryan won this match with Taz Mission
2: yeah Kata Hajime
1: yeah Kata Hajime Oh, oh, it gets better, it gets better. After the match, Ryan picked up a mic saying, like, Beat me if you can! Survive if I let you! It almost seems like he's taking digs at Taz at this point.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he used the fucking Taz mission to finish the match. I wonder what gave you that idea. Yeah,
2: I'm like, huh... Don't like, uh, be surprised if he starts wearing all orange and starts tanning himself like like you know, to be as equally as orange as well. Shave his head I don't know, I don't know I don't wanna know if he'll go that far, but let's see. But then again he has to shrink himself to like be like legit like five eight or something like that. Yeah.
1: That's, That's gonna be the tough part. part.
2: Yeah, he's gotta find a way to shrink himself.
1: Yeah. All right. So, next match is Roderick Strong versus Technical Lightning T.J. Perkins. Now, for those of you that don't know, T.J. Perkins, you've seen him a lot, but he was in mask for the most time. To give you an idea, okay, T.J. Perkins was formerly known as Puma. Mm-hmm. He was also formerly known as Sadistico in Lucha Libre USA.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: So, he, so, he's been in places.
2: He's been around.
1: And, he's been around. And, this was a good match. This was a pretty good match. It's like, come on, you got Roderick Strong and TJ Perkins. Of course, you're going to have a good match. And, it ended with Roderick Strong winning via End of part his finisher.
2: A vertical suplex, a vertical suplex backbreaker.
1: Uh-huh. So that happened, and uh, I do want to say one thing is that um, during the intermission, I actually went up to T.J. Perkins and we talked a bit. And then he, at, at that point, I was wearing my Batman T-shirt because uh, before I went to PWG Tremendous Three, I actually saw Dark Knight Rises with mm. Deb, and he saw my T-shirt and like he, we we wound up talking about Dark Knight Rises for a bit. And then I mentioned to him, and this actually happened by the way. Around, uh, what was it, like 2005 or something? I want to say 2005 or 2006. Yeah, 2005, yeah. Uh, I went to uh, Pacific Media Expo. At that year, it was held in Long Beach Con um, Center. And they actually had a wrestling ring there, uh, courtesy of a New, New Jersey um, Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jersey, All- yeah, Jersey All-Star Pro Wrestling. hmm Yeah. You remember that? Well, I wasn't
2: there, but I remember the stories about it. That's why.
1: Yeah, so that uh, and in that ring, um, that particular day, I went to. Um, they had Puma go up against. Oh fuck! Uh, I forgot. Was it Tommy Williams or something? Yeah. Uh, and after the match, I went looking for him, and then he just he left. Apparently, you know. And it was funny too because uh, the manager. Uh, the promoter that was there, like, was about to say his name, TJ. Like, has T, uh, I'm Puma, anyone seen him? Like, and I'm thinking to him, like, uh, Sir, at this point, I know his name. I have internet, you know?
2: <laughs> I, have, I have a Google machine here, so, like, don't don't fucking try to pull a rug underneath, underneath me here.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but KFAP doesn't work with me at this point. Exactly. Yeah, so, I told him about how... Uh, I wanted to meet him, but I missed out because, uh, and apparently he was hurt, and he told me about that. So, well, yeah, he had a legit reason to live leave at that point. So, yeah, but you know what? It felt good, like telling him about all this, and you know, he got my name. I, you know, so it's just like, it felt good.
2: You got, you finally got redemption for what happened several years ago.
1: More like closure, but sure,
2: yeah. Okay, well, closure sounds like a, yeah. Closure is a better, better word, yeah. So, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So, the next match is the Rockness Monster, Johnny Goodtime and Johnny Yuma, versus the Fighting Taylor Boys, which, by the way, at this point, when I heard Fighting Taylor Boys, I, I was thinking Brian Cage Taylor and the Ryan Taylor, right? And I forgot about the Brian Cage having match against Diehard Eddie Edwards later on. So... This time, fighting Taylor boys consists of the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor and Ryan Taylor. Ooh. Chuck Taylor is every bit as hilarious as I thought he would be. Just unfucking predictable. At one point, and, and get follow me here. Okay, follow me here. At one point, Chuck Taylor picked up some audience's beer pit pitcher of beer, right? Hmm? And he started it while he's waiting to be tagged by Ryan Taylor.
2: <laughs> awesome. No! <laughs>
1: um, this was a pretty good back and forth match, by the way. Like, Chuck Taylor, um, this is probably first time I'm seeing him outside of the Dragon Gate USA, and he's, he's pretty good. So, I'll give him that. But, the match ended with Rockton's Monster beating Fighting Taylor Boys by hooking the tight shenanigan. Oof. Alright. Ah, you have no idea. You have no idea. People were chanting bullshit all around. I don't blame them. And the next match, Brian Cage. A.K.A. Get My Shit In Brian Cage versus Hard Eddie Edwards. And it was a pretty good match. Again, it was a pretty good match. Uh, at one point, Eddie Edwards used TF on Brian Cage, right? And everyone was chanting John Cena. Like, everyone's chanting Cena, Cena, Cena. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. It gets better. When Eddie Edwards whipped Brian Cage to the cor- um, turnbuckle corner, right? Mm-hmm. And before he was on um Brian Cage, he did the you-can't-see-me hand gesture. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, it gets better. It gets better when you realize that Eddie Edwards is from Massachusetts.
2: <laughs> He's doing a better John Cena than John Cena. He's silly.
1: But the match ended with Brian Cage defeating Eddie Edwards with Gory Bomb. Awesome. And uh here's here's a good one. After this match though, Cage got a promo saying Whoever wins PWG World Title match after this, uh, the next match, by the way, is a PWG World title match. Okay. Whoever wins the PWG World title match, he wants the winner. Cage also uh man, he got a promo. Oh my god. This is, I, I don't wanna say it because it's gonna it's gonna make us look like fucking like racist or something, but this is I'm quoting okay. Before anyone says anything, I'm quoting Brian Cage. I am this is I'm not pulling this one out of the ass or anything. No. He literally said this like Cage reference Willie Mac. Oh man, he did a spook of Booker T to Hulk Hogan lying saying like, "Willie the Mack, point? I'm coming for you, nigga." Yeah, she said, "Willie Mack, I'm coming for you, nigga." Uh. <laughs> oh my god, just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Oh. Thank, 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 God. Thank God Jesse Jackson was not in the audience. <laughs> that would have, that would have been, that would have ended. That would've ended every that would've ended that would've ended the show dead then in his tracks if he was there.
1: Yeah, but this is PWG, okay, are you kidding me? Jackie Jackson would've been like tossed out by the audience for trying exactly. to stop this whole show. Exactly.
2: So go on, please. For the NW, Never- for the NAACP come after
1: us. Alright. So after the match is PWG World Title match between Mr. Wrestling, Kevin Steen, the champion, versus Willie Mack, the fan favorite. And Willie Mack entered first, but before he even entered the ring, Kevin Steen jumped him. Oof! Good five minutes, this is an outside match of Rampage. It was just pure fucking Rampage. Everyone had to get the fuck out of the way because Steen went all around. Oof. Oh! Oh! It gets better. It gets better. Like it was a pretty good match. It was really back and forth. But at the end, Kevin Steen retained the title by the means of Psycho Driver.
2: You may want to now, describe this because the only Psycho Driver I can think of is M. Bison Psycho Driver. What he? You... Super Dragon Psycho
1: Driver. Okay. Thank you. Oh no! 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 I want you! I want you! Visualize this. Wooly Mac is not an average guy by all means. He's a fat dude. Like he's like damn near four hundred. Like you can see, it's just like gut just like gut just coming out. Like so, he makes me look good. Everyone, huh? So he makes me look. So he makes me look like
2: you know, like 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 you know, a playgirl like like spread and stuff like that from the from the weight.
1: He was still make it, he will still make you feel worse. Exactly will make you feel worse because he does a lot of... He has a lot of agility for a big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so to pull Psycho Driver on a big guy like that? Holy shit. Crazy. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Like, Willie Mack kicked out of Kevin Steen's package power driver. How many men do you know that get... That kicks out of the package file driver.
2: Not very many, and don't and many of them don't
1: survive. Exactly, and one of those psych- uh, one of those package power drivers was on apron. God damn! Yeah. <laughs> so after the match, Kay- Brian Cage comes out and just destroys both men, Steen and Willie Mack. A three way? Maybe. Maybe in the future yeah. just yeah, who knows so yeah. the next yeah. so the next match is new age Punisher b-boy San Diego's own by the way He's from San Diego California mm-hmm yeah versus the golden boy uh, 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 yeah ultra violent golden boy Drake younger now for those of you that don't know Drake Younger, he is a regular in CCW. Mm. This is first time in PWG. Ooh, okay. And guess what? Like I, I, Maybe it's because it's Drake Younger. Maybe, I don't know what it is. But both men busted a, their head open. Oof.
2: I'm just imagining, no, no, no. Him, like, imagine him trying to gig each other with like, with, with, with like, you know, with like, with, with, with like light, with like light bulbs
1: and stuff like that. Light bulb, light bulbs were not involved, and it was a like minor guess, So you just like, you know, hint of blush here and there. All right, all right. So, <laughs> oh, well, well, that match was pretty good, and then um, it ended with B boy beating Drake Younger with the Beach Break Power Driver. Hmm. Which is, um think Alabama Slam, except in terms of Tombstone Power Driver. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, that was a pretty good match. And a lot of people were chanting, like, Drake Younger, like please come back. And from what I've seen, Younger was pretty good. That's cool. You know?
2: Yeah, one the things, we, we, we tend to forget that, it, that you know, a lot of those wrestlers that, that come from, like, uh, that come to that federation, they... There's some really good wrestlers. Like they're they're not they're not like these guys who're trying to like intentionally try to kill themselves. They actually are some like good like like wrestlers. Like ECW, yeah, like uh, ECW is like yeah you have yeah you have your sabu's you have your Saboos trying to kill themselves, but then you got then but then you get like some technical marvels like once in a while. And Storm. Yeah, there you go, and Storm. That was like I was about to say I was about to say um. <laughs> I was I was what's it? I would say Dean Malenko, but I was like uh, I think people recognize him more from the WCW, But yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, I will say one thing about Drake Younger. You know that guy's from CCW because when you look at his body, there's just scars every fucking where.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like you know you know you're you know you know you're you're in CCW when you have all those like when you have the gig yeah like those scars across your forehead.
1: CCW like even worse because the shit that they go through, holy fuck!
2: Holy shit! This I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at this guy right now. Holy crap! Yeah, see, told you. His forehead. His forehead. Look. His forehead looks like uh, it. It looks like mutilated beyond beyond um all all comprehension at this point.
1: Look at his back. That's the worst part. I don't want to look. Yeah. I don't know. So the next match is the Callahan Death Machine Sammy Callahan versus Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Now, Callahan's been around everywhere. Like I think Callahan is another uh, Combat Zone wrestling regular, mm-hmm. as well as other fans here and now and there. Uh, and then Unbreakable Michael Elgin from Canada is a regular in Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah. That's why I was like, I recognized Michael Elgin's name. I was like, Michael Elgin, yeah.
1: He's. Really, and then
2: you he do like some ring of honor stuff for a
1: while. He does, and and this was um this was back and forth, but this was pretty much a lot of like you know strike matches. Like uh, Callahan for the most part tried to put Elgin into submission, and Elgin for the most part was like pretty much chops like Canada, you know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They're they're work they're working each other's body parts.
1: But in the end, holy shit, unbreakable, Michael Elgin wins with 360 degree power bomb.
2: <sighs> nice.
1: Yeah, so that happened. And here comes the main event. Triple threat ladder match for the PWG tag team title. The reigning champion, Super Smash Brothers, player Uno in Stoop Fight versus Matt and Nick Jackson, the young bucks, and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, future shock, and holy fuck! I wish I could describe things in the word. I wish I could. No, really, I wish I could describe things in the word. But there's so much great spots, just unbelievable spots. That- it's it's one of those things where I tell people, look, just 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 watch it on DVD or somewhere, okay? Just watch it, watch this match. Usually, and the, usually the
2: PWG uh, DVDs usually come out roughly like about a month after their after their um, after they they have their match, so after they have their card, so about a month or so after after the, like in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll we'll see it on DVD on their official
1: site. Holy shit, see this match, PLEASE see this match because it was just, just off the chart, unbelievably. Let me, okay, I'll describe one spot that happened and then I'll leave the rest up to you, okay? Okay, at one point, uh, I think it was Matt or Nick Jackson, one of them was on the, um, uh, everyone, uh, I think there's about one, two, three, four, five people, uh, no, 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 four people were outside the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the Jacksons was climbing up the ladder, okay, and I think it was Player Uno. I don't know; I can't remember who it was, but um, one of the guys—I'm uh, gonna say Player Uno for the time being. I could be wrong; my memory is a little bit fuzzy. But Player Uno, uh, try to push, um, Matt Jackson. Okay, let's say Matt Jackson for the sake of argument. Okay, try to push the ladder so he just, just drops out to the outside of the ring, right? Yeah. Instead of dropping outside the ring, Matt Jackson lands on the rope and does a moonsault planchet to the outside towards the four people outside. What the fuck? Really, that happened?
2: <laughs> My brain cannot comprehend what I just, what I just saw, what, what you just told me.
1: Okay, maybe it's not moon salt but it was some kind of plantar. It could be just like you know, topic con hilo plantar, whatever. Okay, and something is landed... impossible by physics. Yeah. yeah, it was unfucking believable.
2: Like this is I'm, try- I'm, try- I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to process, I'm trying to process this. Like I'm trying to think of the spots in my head. I just can't.
1: This is why I tell people, watch it, watch like. Buy a DVD or something. I don't care. Just watch it for this match only because holy shit. Well, I don't blame you, man. One more interesting thing is that I talked about B-Boy and Drake Younger, how they got their head gashed open, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the Jacksons. What is it, Matt Jackson? Um, He got gashed so fucking hard that his entire face was red. Oof.
2: So you look like Ric Flair,
1: huh? She, <laughs> or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh god. Nightmares yeah. of that match. Yeah. Oh man, some of the blood actually got onto the ladder itself, like... So... That should tell you how fucking bloody that was. Damn. But, in the end, Super Smash Brothers retained the title. Yay? Yay. Because, yay! Very yay! Okay, guys. Oh, I should say before I forget. I just remember because I should say this before. Um, during the match, um, Young Bucks, like, Young Bucks hit um referee Knox with ladder, and he got busted open, right? Eesh. So <laughs> they took took him to, and and then. Right before the Super Smash Brothers took their belt, um, Young Bucks were about to climb their belt, but then Nox came back to just decked those guys out. Like, holy shit. Like, double clothesline, and then like, Topei hilo Like, literally, when Bucks retreat to the outside of the ring, like, Nox dive to the outside of the ring on them with Topei hilo. I'm not kidding you. I'm not fucking kidding. Hmm. Crazy. Fucking crazy. Yeah. So... Super Smash Bros. 1, people celebrated, and that's how the show ended.
2: So what is, So overall, what did you think?
1: Okay, before the intermission, a lot of matches were pretty average. Like, just by... They were good, don't get me wrong. They were good, but by PWG standard, they were pretty average. You know? Yeah. And... It's around after the intermission that things started picking up. And when it got to the main event... Oh, fuck. I think... Um, I can safely say that main event pre- made, pretty much made up for all the humps that happened before the intermission. Because... Because there, there are some occasions where one match can make up for the entire the entire previous matches, and this was it. This main event, uh, Triple Threat Letter match, was so fucking out, uh, insane. Like, I have no word to describe it. Like, uh, it just, it is that great, and I think it's worth buying DVD just for this match, at the very least. Yeah. Because I guarantee you like you are rarely gonna see ladder match like this.
2: Yeah, I mean ladder matches like like the ladder matches we're, we're accustomed to nowadays, it's like they have to add something else to it now. Nowadays it's so it's like you know, to see a pure ladder match and then with, with some really good indie workers like that, yeah, you're going you're never gonna see those you're never gonna see that ever again. So
1: if you have buy the DVD, okay? Buy the DVD at least at least for the main event,
2: I will. I will agree with you. Yeah. So there you go. That's my verdict. Like, it was great. Like I said, one of these days, one of these week, one of these weekends, I will go up there and I will be witness to this. Because it sounds, it sounds like it, it, it sounds like a magical place where wrestling happens. Good wrestling. You're not that
1: far from the truth. It is fucking magical. Even on that bad day, it's fucking magical.
2: Yeah, because the thing is, um, like, like the way you're describing it, even if like, even even those undercard matches before the intermission sound looked actually sounded really cool. Yeah. Even like, uh, it's also it's also the live environment, and like you know, the live environment does add in does add a lot more to it. Especially, I went I went to a couple wrestling matches. Like I had fun. But I like I would see it again on TV and I'm like, wow, this show sucks. <laughs> so it's like it's it, it's the of fact factor you're there live. You can't you can't replace that kind of magic at all.
1: I guess that's true.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess also it's like, you know, when you're another thing that I like that I mean that I like is that everything's very interpersonal. You you can't, you can't, you mean, you, 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 you know, in the WWE match, you can't, you can't go, you, you can't, like, walk up to the guy afterwards and have a, a chat, have a chit-chat about things.
1: Yeah, I guess there is that, so. Yeah, I mean, holy shit, I, I don't think, I don't think PWG just disappointed me so far. I don't think they ever disappointed me. Right.
2: Like, you know what? Like, I, I, like this. This sounds like this sounds like a magical place where wrestling happens,
1: and yeah. Yeah, and one of these days you are gonna witness, to, bear witness to this.
2: I just hope it's not one of those days where it's like everyone's flying right at me or something like that. Because then I'll be like, then, then yeah,
1: I would run. <laughs> they tell you to get the fuck out of the way, you know? Okay, good. People that are at PWG, like they're veterans, like they've seen this so many times that when some when there's a hint of like you know, Topiconhilo happening, they tell you to get the fuck out of the way.
2: Hmm. Alright.
1: Alrighty then, so any other thoughts on progressing Guerrilla? Their next event is Battle of Los Angeles, their annual tournament event.
2: Yeah, I was reading up about that. That's that's a two night event that's a two night event, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah this is a tonight. I don't event. think I'll go to. Yeah, it is a tonight event, and I don't think I'll go. To... I don't think I can go to that one because of the prior obligation that day. So I'll ca- I'll do my best to catch the one after Battle of Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, usually, yeah, usually they have a s like they have DDT. Uh, they have the DDT tournaments, and then um, Battle of Los Angeles are like their big two events, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, there you go. I'm looking forward to the next one or one after. Indeed.
2: So, all right. Uh, Like, this this sounds like again. Like, I'm just, I'm just elated to speak to talk wrestling again. That's why, just purely wrestling.
1: I know. Yeah, it's. Yes, yeah, we don't get to talk about it that often, and also does know that PW only happens like once per, once or I mean, twice per month. No, not not even because uh their next event is in September first and second. Keep that in mind. So that's good, like months and something away.
2: Well, not just that. Like yeah, they, they will usually have, like usually with stuff like that, they'll have like two days, and then like they we won't see the next one
1: until like November. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Free- it's very periodic,
2: yeah. But it's once a month. But it's like once, it's once a month. But whenever they have something like this, it might be a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So whew, we'll see what happens. Indeed. Anything else you wanna add up? I'm just looking
2: at all these. I'm looking at all these. Um, I'm looking at at these old cards of of um of PWG, and they had like the craziest names for all these for all these um cards. All nude revealed
1: decadence, decadence of rock and roll.
2: Urs P will Memorial
1: Kurt Russell Mania. There you
2: go. <laughs> uh I'm my personal favorite. Keep the P out. <laughs> the P is Keep the P out of the pool. P is the P is silent. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, yeah. So, um, any other thoughts on wrestling period that you want to bring up, or anything else at all that you want to talk about?
1: No, that's about it.
2: All right. Well, I'm I'm all tapped out too. So, why why, why don't we uh, why don't we say why don't we say adios to everyone? All right, close it out. Alrighty. So you can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Com. Again, you can find us at www.lasticjoint.com and sorry I was stretching out and man, I feel good.
1: Mm. I'm limber now. Okay, good. Alright, so for (laughs) both of us, me being stand-a-man, that limber guy just there was Ramsey Rivera saying, Ring the damn bell! Fans, we talked so much about what a night this was. A history-making night. It's the biggest crowd ever to see. A televised wrestling event on cable TV. And you're a part of it.